a Pulp MX Network production. This is the Rocky Mountain ATV MC Kiefer Tested Podcast. The podcast you come to for the straight insight on all things moto-centric. Hard parts, bikes, gear, suspension, motor mods, and more. It's Kiefer Tested. Here he is, Chris Kiefer. Hey everybody, welcome to the Rocky Mountain ATV MC.com. Kiefer Tested 2018 250 Shootout Podcast Day 1 presented by Fly Racing and FlyRacing.com. We're back. Rocky Mountain ATV MC is the trusted online source for parts, accessories, gear for dirt bikes, side-by-sides, dual sport bikes, ATVs, street bikes, low prices, unparalleled customer service and free three-day shipping. It's easy to see why RockyMountainATVMC.com is the premier shopping destination for all of us guys out there. And hey, you guys want to get some fly racing gear? You know what I'm going to say. Go to RockyMountainATVMC.com. Fly racing, light hydrogen, boa reel, so much other stuff. But that's my go-to gear. Gear shootout's coming after this 250 shootout. So bear with me on that. Um, Thank you, Fly Racing. And thank you, RockyMountainATVMC.com. And also thank you to the guys at Rutted Racing for all the shirts and all the stuff and the hats that they have that they've been sending me. You guys need to go out there and follow at Rutted Racing or go to RuttedRacing.com. Get yourself some shirts and some hats for the track for your wife. They have really cool hoodies for for your wives or for your girlfriends. Um, Check them out. Heather has one. Super cute. It's pink. Um, she looks cute with her new haircut now. Short hair. I love short hair. Gosh, short hair is cute. Um, so go to rudderacing.com, check them out, and uh, tell them Kiefer sent you. Maybe they'll get you a discount. Um, but most of all, they support us, so we want to support them and uh, show them the love, please. And also, screenprintingdone.com. Um, dude, they make up my shirts. They kick ass. Um, you mentioned Kiefer uh, when you make an order get 10 free shirts when you order 12 shirts so it's a good deal to do um the turnaround time man he made a i don't know a few dozen shirts had them done within i don't know seven days so very good very good people over there screenprintingdone.com thank you um they're going to be with us for the rest of the year so we thank them both rutted racing and screenprintingdone.com so anyway Enough with the commercial reads. We are all about 250 life. Um, Day one is complete. Milestone was on the agenda today. It's kind of the norm for the 250 shootout um, role, as I guess you would say. A lot of of guys go there. Vital, um, obviously MXA doesn't go there. Um, Dirt Bike does go there. Don goes there, Trans World. So it's a good stop for 250s. It's a tighter track. It gets somewhat ruddy, uh, gets choppy, so you have a good feel of the bikes. Um, I think maybe next year we'll do something a little bit different, which I will get back to you guys on that soon. Um, but we are probably going to go back east for an East Coast shootout. We'll do a West Coast and East Coast shootout for 450s and 250s. So all you East Coast guys get excited, but I'm excited to do that next year. Um, and But hey, 
We're in 2018 right now. Very, very tight race today. I had six riders today. Um, Thursday, I'll have more. I'll even have some women riders that'll be included into this whole scheme of numbers and opinions and interview podcasts. But um, great day today. Uh, thank you to all the manufacturers that came out and supported us. Uh, we couldn't do it without you. And thank you for believing in this this new thing that we're doing to try to bring all you you listeners and you consumers out there organic real information straight from the riders mouths off the track into the microphone i just think it's more real that way um, we're all dirt bikers we're enthusiasts this is just like bullshit and bench racing right uh, it doesn't have to be rocket science you talk to several different riders and we pick a winner it's fun you get some information you get some laughs and it's a win-win for everybody i think um this year, I'm going to probably sit back and not include myself into the shootout. Um, you guys know that I'm very transparent. I'm a pretty honest guy. I'm a real dude. I did have some, some help in development in the Honda 250, and I didn't want to go into the shootout saying, you know, hey, this is better, or this is, you know, the Honda ranked here. Um, I will ride one day in this shootout and give you my opinion and my ranking, but it will not go into the score cards of this shootout. Um, the reason being, I just want to be straight up with you all out there, and I want you guys to know, like, I do do some testing, and I did help this 250R um, back when it was started, which was, I don't know, a year and a half ago. So I had some help in development, and uh, so I'm going to remove myself out of this shootout just for the simple fact of transparency, and I don't want anybody to think that I'm biased or favoritism uh, of anything, of any kind. So um, I had six guys today. Um, Thursday I'll have probably six guys and two girls, and it'll be different people. So looking forward to all those um, coming out on Thursday and thank you to all the riders that came out today Tuesday it's, uh, was a great day man um, nice day outside um, all the bikes were there ready to go and I know a few shootouts already been been out there on the internet I think Vitals is out um, Dons is out on Trans World I want to say Dirt Bike is kind of out like they gave you the winner or something and they had to make you read the magazine which is kind of BS um, so we're going to break you down day one here. You can listen to the interviews after this short little um, pre-show pod that I'm doing right now to get you going. But I'm going to give you guys the rankings right now just in case um, you don't want to listen to all the opinions, which I encourage you to do because there is a lot of information, not only opinions from the riders, um, but I do talk about other things as well what the bike does, some settings are in there, um, some recommendations. So there's always tidbits in all of this podcast right here. So just don't listen to this part and or forward it. But uh, listen to all the guys here. Um, they're all good dudes. They're all some good information to give you guys. And we have a ranking and we have a winner for today. So I'm looking at my notes. And, man, there's a ton of them. There's a ton of notes here, guys. So the winner of today at Milestone on Tuesday is the KTM 250SXF. Um, didn't win by much, guys. I think it won by two points, three points. So um, KTM won. You'll hear why. But for the simple fact, I think the engine is very good. 
has decent suspension and chassis feeling is very good you'll hear that a lot in these shootouts um, also we talk about electric start we talk about hydraulic clutch we do a, we dive into all these things and uh, but overall um, the KTM went one two three two four one for the win second place was Yamaha YZ 250F score was two one five three two three for second third place Husqvarna FC 250 with scores of three three two one five four fourth place brand new Honda CRF 250R went six four one six one two so you'll hear this in this podcast man this bike did very good or it ranked last kind of weird right i would think there's only one with the fourth place in there so um very weird a lot of guys liked it some guys didn't like it so nonetheless it got fourth place coming in at fifth place was the kawasaki kx250f with a four five four five three five and sixth place five six six four six six suzuki rmz 250 so once again, overall, KTM, Yamaha, Husqvarna, Honda, Kawasaki, and Suzuki. Uh, engine rankings for you guys. Breaking down the engine, because we do that, we score that. KTM won the engine with a 112211. Second was the Yamaha with a 331122. Third was the Husqvarna, 223334. Fourth was Honda, 644643. I'll explain that in a minute. Kawasaki with the fifth with a four five five four five five, and sixth place with five six six five six six Suzuki. Um, Honda kind of got hurt because of engine. I'd have to concur. Um, I will give you guys my ghosted rankings on Thursday if I was going to ride. Um, I could give it to you right now, but I can tell you right now I wouldn't pick Honda to win for myself. So that goes to show you just because you test for something and you do something doesn't mean it wins the shootout, okay? Um, you guys know how I am, so I'm not about that life. Um, chassis feeling. So KTM wins with one, two, three, two, five, one. Second was Husqvarna. 232163. Third was the Honda with a 541512. Again, really good or not so good. So a lot of guys like this bike or they don't. Super weird to me, but uh, never really in the middle range. It's always on the upper range, the lower range. Fourth place, Yamaha YZ250F with a 316444. Fifth place, Suzuki chassis. Uh, four six four three three six. So obviously it has a good cornering. Guys like that over the Kawasaki, which finished six, which was six five five six two five. So there you have it. There are the scores. Day one. It's not over. We've still got two more days. Sunrise, and then we're going out to a rough, nasty sand track. Uh, the week of Thanksgiving. So we'll do our last day pod on most likely Tuesday night of next week. So you guys can sit back and listen to the final day, eat some turkey and stuffing and stuff your face and listen to some motorcycle content. It's going to be awesome. Um, 
but yeah, so today was a good day, guys. And um, so to little explain about the Alta, um, I did have the Alta out there, my Alta. Uh, Alta decided to not participate um, in this shootout due to the fact that they didn't have all their 2018 settings ready to go. I am, however, going to let some key riders, which I did today, um, ride my test bike to kind of compare what that electric bike is with the 250Fs. Um, I think it's imperative for you guys out there to know what the Alta is about compared to these gas-powered 250Fs because that's the class it's going to be in um, in the future. So I kind of asked the riders, hey, um, where would you put it if it was getting ranked? Um, so obviously um, you'll get a feel of what that's about. You'll hear more of that on Thursday. Um, and also, for those of you guys that have never ridden one, there's a few guys that have never ridden an electric bike that hopped on this thing and gave you an impression of what they thought it was like to ride. Um, they thought it was really foreign, but really fun. So you hear a lot of that. So um, I apologize for not getting them involved. I really, really pushed for them, and then originally they were all about it. But they obviously, when you do have testing, they have some hiccups, and they weren't ready to go all in on this shootout. So hopefully next year we will can rank them and officially have them in and enjoy the family and have them in the shootout and get them involved. So um, I'm looking forward to that. We still will have more Alta content up on keyforinktesting.com and on pulpamex.com. But for right now, you're going to have to sit back and just listen to opinions on what uh, some riders thought about the bike versus some other bikes. So Again, that's the that's the snippet of this this podcast. So sit back, relax, and enjoy all these riders. We have we have a fun time. Um, we have some laughs, but we get down to the nitty gritty. I had some lighter test guys that were younger. I had some vet guys. I had some older guys. I had some guys that weighed about two hundred pounds. Again, Thursday I'll have some women. Um, so. You'll be able to get something out of any one of these testers that I have over the course of the three days. So if you don't see anybody or hear anybody in this day one podcast that you can relate to, just stand by. We'll get to some more riders on Thursday. And for you ladies that listen, hopefully there are some out there, um, they'll, they'll be available um, Thursday. So Jamie Routley, Jimmy Dakota's chick, she, uh, she rides really good. She's a down-to-earth woman. She's very cool. Um, Lindsay Lavelle, I worked with her at Dirt Rider. Very cool. She rides off-road. So we have a moto woman, and we have a girl that rides um, off-road. So we're trying to nail every single avenue here for you all here and um, to, to let you guys choose what, you know, the right, the right purchase when you guys are out there 250s. So um, hope you guys enjoy. Sit back, relax. It's going to be a long one. But uh, we'll get back to you guys on Thursday night. Thank you for listening to these. I appreciate it. Thank you for all the emails. If you do have a question, you can hit me up at chris at keferinktesting.com. Feel free to drop a comment, a question. Um, I appreciate everyone's comments, not just good. I appreciate the shitty ones. And I enjoy um, constructive criticism. That's, uh, that's part of the deal, right? So uh, if I could get better... I'll try to do that for you guys because I'm here for you. 14-hour um, days, you know, when it comes to shootouts, but 
I love dirt bikes. I love giving you this information. It's fun for me to do. And we're going to keep this sucker rolling and make it bigger next year. So uh, I'm looking forward to that. So anyway, hang tight. Here comes the interviews. See ya. Hey, everybody. Chris Kiefer here. I have Chris Johnson, one of my returning test riders from the 450 shootout. Um, today at Milestone Day 1. And we're here to talk about the 2018 250 and his rankings. An honest look at the 250 bikes, right? Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm like the most honest human being there is, so. Are you? Uh, I, I rank myself up there. I mean, you, it's easy to catch me in a lie, let's say that. Okay. Yeah, Are you a bad liar? Yeah, I'm a bad liar. Okay, well, that's what we're about here at Kiefering <laughs> Testing. We're honesty, transparency, and having fun. So, let's just get down to it. So today at Milestone, it's a tighter track, not quite the roughness that we like to see at Milestone, a little bit drier than, than most times, but... Uh, I wouldn't go that far. Usually, I've been here when it's pretty dry. Okay, so it wasn't bad? It, it actually, the track was pretty good today. It wasn't as rough as it can get, but it did have some, some acceleration chop and uh, some decent braking bumps, but... So good testing track? I, I, yeah, I, I would say it was... It, it got the job done, for okay. sure. So... <clears throat> Let's start from the back to the front, okay? I like to do that at home. <laughs> okay, well, we gotta, we gotta slow down here. It gets too crazy. Oh, man, you're getting me all excited. Okay, so sixth place, you ranked the Honda. All-new bike for Honda. Shocking, sixth place. It's been doing well in shootouts, um, but for you, it ranked sixth. So let's just cut down right to it. What did you like about the Honda? Um, I like the color. Okay. That's about, <laughs> that doesn't say much. I just didn't gel with it. Okay. I don't like the way it. I don't like the way it feels when I sit on it. I think the seat's too soft. Okay. Um, the bar height is. I, I feel like I'm kind of sitting in a hole. Um, and I just. And you didn't feel that way on the 450. I did a little bit, but not not as bad as the 250. Okay. And with the 450. There, like the suspension was decent and the motor was like the, the kind of whole package with the 450 it made the 450 good right but with the 250 I didn't really gel with it sitting on the bike I wasn't like blown away by the suspension and the motor was was just weak okay so let's just get right so you didn't, you didn't say much about what you liked uh, yeah <laughs> I heard it went right into the things that you didn't like so you don't like the motor because of what reasons? Uh, it's just, it feels like a slug. And for a 250, for me anyways, for a 250, and to be competitive and to like have fun on a 250, it needs to have power. power right. Yeah, it needs so to everything have motor. to you in a 250 class would be engine. Engine, yes. Because like, to me, the bike's lighter, you can get the bike to work. Mm -hmm. um, but if it doesn't have the engine, then, then there's nothing. What about, what, if you want to improve one area, in the engine of the Honda, where would you want more? Uh, mid-range. 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 Um, I I believe you can work more with mid-range with your riding style and the way you shift the bike and stuff, and you can just use more more of the, the power. Did you try the different maps? Uh, you know, I don't think I did. I used the aggressive map. Okay. Um, well, if you're an aggressive, that's as much as you're going to get anyway. Yeah. I, I didn't change or mess with the maps much. Um, and mainly because, like, the KTM and the Husky, like, all these bikes have, you know, the Cowie has the different couplings and stuff. Mm -hmm. and, and on every bike, like, I'm either the leanest or the most aggressive map, you yeah. know, for my riding style. And 
I'm surprised you say that's because I've ridden the bike and I'll go into the, my reasons why I didn't ride the day later in tonight's podcast but chassis wise suspension you said it was eh for you can you yeah. cor- how was the cornering the, the cornering was good once I got settled in okay um when I rode the Honda the track was a little bit slick it, it, it was kind of a mixture mm-hmm. it was really slick and wet in some areas and then dry in others mm-hmm. um and I had issues with the front end wanting a knife coming in and mainly you know that was mainly the track and the conditions right. um but I rode Hondas in 2012 and it, and to me it kind of had the same characteristic and I always kind of fought the front end um with with that knifing issue um, I messed with the suspension a little bit and the clickers, um, and it was, it did get better. And I think if I spent more time on the bike, right. um, I could definitely get it to, to work. Um, but the the short amount of time that I that I actually spent on the on the bike, I wasn't I wasn't like blown away by it. Okay. Um, suspension. How much you weigh? I'm one sixty. Six one six foot. One sixty six foot. Yeah. Six foot one sixty. Yes. You said you lost forty pounds, which is impressive, uh, dude. So you well, were you were two hundred. I was almost. I was like one ninety six. Wow. And yeah, well, I'm proud of you for losing. <laughs> I'm proud of you because you could actually ride in the shootout. You you heavy <laughs> some bitch because if you were one ninety six, you would have been on the chopping block probably. So being one sixty, I didn't look like I weighed one hundred ninety six pounds though. <laughs> being one sixty, you're you're at the target rate. You know the weight for these bikes when they're being, you know, tested mm-hmm. and being pushed out for production. What do you think about the suspension on the Honda? Spring uh, fork, again, we're back on spring yeah, fork. Yeah, I definitely like that. Okay. Uh, I am not a fan of the air fork, just... Who is? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. I, I, yeah, don't even get me started. Um, but the, the suspension was good. Um, I had to mess with the clickers a little bit. The shock kind of wanted to pack on acceleration. Um, but that's just kind of like a milestone characteristic. Like, all the bikes kind of did it a little bit, and you had to mess with it. Um, but definitely the spring fork was was definitely a step in the right direction. Okay, fifth place, Kawasaki KX250F. They have did some, I wouldn't say major updates to the engine, but they did, you know, for a, a, you know, a new year release, they did some changes to it. So... It didn't get last. I thought it would be a little bit higher this year in some of these shootouts because I rode it earlier and it was pretty good. But uh, you ranked it fifth. So things you do like about the Cowie? The the engine's not bad. Okay. Um, it's got a decent engine, and I like that. You know, it, it has the different mapping adjustments as the far couplers. as the couplers. Yeah. yeah. Um, and how's the like, bottom end on the thing? The bottom end's good. Okay. I I mean. The, the throttle response and stuff, like, yeah, but it, it kind of fell off um, on the top end, and like the over rev wasn't impressive. Um, but like the motor, like there wasn't really anything great about the motor, but there wasn't anything bad. It was just kind of mediocre. Okay. Um, what I didn't like about the bike is, again, kind of like the Honda. I feel like I'm sitting in a hole, mm-hmm. and to me, I don't like a soft seat. And I sit on the Cowie, and I just sink into it. And I, I do you ever hit the base? Yeah. Oh, you do. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I can feel the subframe. You know, I, I like to kind of sit. Is that most of the time? Is seat bouncing, or is it when you're getting deep into a corner? Uh, most of the time when I'm seat bouncing out of a corner. Okay. Like kind of a little bit of mixture of both. That means you just stand up. Yeah. Yeah. I'm if like, D, if DV was I, here, I'm right like now, Wyndham, man. If you know? DV was here, he would say, "Stand up." You must stand up slow, seat bounce. That's my French accent, by the way. <laughs> I have so, no words. The motor, 
better bottom end, RPM, RPM response is good. You want a little bit more over rev and top end on the thing. Um, here's where we get to, uh, it's kind of a, it's a tough decision here, the suspension. What do you think about the fork? I, SFF fork. I am not really a fan. And when, when I did ride the Cowie, the track was on the smoother side. Okay. I started early. Um, so that really wasn't an issue. Mm -hmm. um, and really, I should have I should have rode the bike again at the end of the day. Um, but the bikes, I mean, all the bikes are so close. Like, yeah, it's fifth, but I really had to think about it and put it fit. Okay. You know? Turning-wise, is the corner good? What? Once I'm settled into the turn, um, does it feel good. light? Because the bike, I mean, when I rode it, wasn't. It didn't feel heavy. Okay. But at the same time, it didn't. It wasn't like I could. So when you got on, nothing blew you away to be like, hey, this needs to be. Yeah, it was tire. just kind of like you know. I mean, I had fun riding it. Yeah. But it it wasn't like I got on the bike and hey, this is freaking sick. Okay. You know. Just surprising, you ranked Suzuki fourth. I ranked it fourth because I did get on it okay. and. You sit on the bike, and I instantly feel comfortable. Okay. Um, and the thing corners. Amazing. Yeah. So it corners, it. does it corner best in class? I think it does. Okay. Yeah. Um, and what about the engine? It's, it ranks up there with the Honda. So just slow? It's nothing, nothing. Lethargic? Yeah, slow. There's nothing exciting about it. Um. How about bottom end character between the Honda and Suzuki? Which one has the, more? The bottom? Suzuki has more. Okay. The Suzuki motor, I think, was a little bit stronger than the Honda, and that's why I ranked it better. But mainly, it's because of the chassis of the Suzuki is why I ranked it fourth. And what about that awesome KYB PSF2 fork on that thing? It's yeah. It's bad, right? Yeah. You can say it. it's okay. <laughs> I can say it sucks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it does suck. PSF1 was a lot better, people. Uh, PSF2. It's not so good for me. Um, where did where didn't you like it on the track at Milestone? Uh, the forks. Yeah. Coming into with me coming into the small chop, like I could feel everything in my hands. Okay. Um, and it felt divey to me. Like it, it's hard for, to get that that good feeling with keeping the forks up mm -hmm. with an air fork. Correct. You either you get one or the other. Yeah, and we try to adjust this today too. We try to add some air. We try to compression. Um, we tried some rebound with more than just you. And like you said, I've heard more than just, you know, since I didn't ride today, I was listening to the comments, and the comments were, yeah, when I try to raise it up and stiffen it up, it's harsh, and I try to drop it, it's divey. Mm -hmm. So that's the, the main concern for everybody there. Um, what about the rear section of the bike, the rear end of the bike? I, I thought the rear end was good. Um, on, like, uh, out here at Milestone, like, the berms were kind of hard pack, uh -huh. and there, there wasn't really... It kind of had a mixture of both, but there were some turns that were kind of banked, but there was no real berm, and it was like a hard pack turn, and the thing tracked well. Um, now, whenever it got a little bit choppy, I had to speed up the rebound, and I think, did we go stiffer? Yes. We went stiffer, and it, it made it better, because it, it did want to pack, um, and, you know, keep the tire to the ground. Right. Um, but we made those, those little changes, and, and it did help and improve... What does shock. Suzuki need to do to get up there in the top three for you? Uh, engine. Engine. All day long. So. Like the, the chassis, the, you know, they could get get rid of the air forks and whatnot, but like the bike's fun to ride. I get on the Suzuki, like it's slow, but it's it's really fun to ride and I have a good time on it. Right. Um, third place, Yamaha YZ250F. Um, you've had some experience in the past on Yamahas. I don't know how much on 250Fs, but I know you rode 450s back in the day. 
Um, so why third? What what does it? Let's start. Let's do something different. What does it do good? Uh, the engine is impressive. Okay. Um, the throttle response is there. You you twist the throttle and, and it goes. So torque um, feel. Yeah, and it, it's just it's really crisp. Uh-huh. Um, do you like the sound? Uh, not really. Because I mean, I mean, you're revving the shit out of it today. Hey, you told me not to ride it like let a. Let me just give you those. I know we're not going to make this a long <laughs> pod, but let me give you a snippet of what Chris Johnson's about. Um, his chick wasn't here in the morning, okay? And I was watching him ride, and it was, okay, He's Chris is a good rider if you watch him ride. His lovely lady shows up, okay? And then it's holy revving balls all day. Okay, so in my, defense, in, in my defense, shift <laughs> your shit tonight. That's you. Hey, right before she got here, you told me, do not ride it like a 450. I did. You need to shift down. Okay. And you need to rev it. Well, you did that yeah, very well. Yeah, I did that. So the, the sound doesn't bother you? <laughs> the sound doesn't bother me, but it doesn't... It doesn't, like... You like the KTM sound better. The, it has, like, this... This. How's it go? I, say it. Go ahead. How, what did I say earlier? I don't know, but it was good. It was good. Yeah. It was like this... I'm totally drawing a blank. We'll get back to the KTM. <laughs> but torque-wise, Yamaha engine's good. How about top-end feel on the Yamaha? Uh, top-end was good. Um... Really, the mid range and like the going into the top end, right? The Yamaha was, was strong, but it didn't have like that over rev, like the other pulling. two in front of yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, correct. Um, but like the overall, overall it's a package, fun bike to ride engine wise. It, it was fun, yeah. yeah. Suspension, um, I kind of I kind of fought the suspension a little bit. That's rode, shocking, okay. Yeah, I rode it at the end of the day. I was having issues with the shock wanting to pack mm-hmm. uh, on Excel. And the front end kind of wanted to push a little bit, but it wasn't bad. Like, just changing my body position, you know, just a little bit further back. I, on the Yamaha, I kind of struggle, and I, I ride over the front a lot. So you're a front end guy. I'm a front end guy, and and kind of even when I was racing Yamahas and stuff, like I, that's where I struggled, and I needed to get over the rear of the bike. And if you get over the rear of the bike on a Yamaha, the thing works. Okay. Um, but I, I ride over the front and I kind of fight fight that a little bit. Cornering character for the Yamaha? Um, on like flat turns and if you steer with the rear, mm-hmm. the thing's bitching. Okay. It, it works. But this is not a, the most, you know, this is not the best track for stability. But what would you say straight line is on? The straight the- line, the thing, it's like it's kind of like the Suzuki in cornering. You know, okay, you good. can hold it wide open and not not be not think twice about it, and not worry about it. It's gonna stay straight and. You're just going to shift gears. KTM is second. You ranked the KTM, so obviously you like the engine. Yeah, they, really. Okay, so I sat on the KTM, and the bars, levers, freaking seat, kind of everything. I sat on it. I'm like, dude, this thing, this thing's rad. Okay. Um, Doesn't feel foreign like it used to be? No, not at all. Um, it actually, in a sense, it kind of feels like the Suzuki. Okay. Um, as far as, like... I'd say I'd say sitting on it minus the bars. Okay. Um, and I I really like the feel of it. it feels skinny. Um, it it felt tall to me. Mm-hmm. Um, could just kind of hold the whole bike, and it kind of felt a little bit bigger, longer. Yeah. Okay. Um, just kind of the whole bike just felt bigger for you know. Yeah, and you're um, six foot, so yeah. you kind of I'm sure you would like that a little bit. Yeah, and uh, 
Wow, what was that word I used for the engine earlier? It was so good. It was like a flutter or something. It was like a... I don't know, but it, he is right. I was watching him ride this morning, and the way you rev that thing, it has like a quiet... It's not it's, a whistle, but no, like but a, it does have a distinct sound. When you it's like a rest. hum, yeah. Like freaking, and the thing just sounds bitchy. Yeah, it does. Like you, you sit on it and you twist the throttle, and and it know, winds up really nice. Yeah, yeah, and it's just it, it sounds like a factory bike. Yeah, and, and it's it, a stock bike, and it goes fast. You like? What about comparing bottom end to the Yamaha? Um, I would say the Yamaha is a little bit better. Yeah, a little more torque. Yeah. But then um, I think after, but the, the KTM, I'm not putting words in your mouth, but mid to top, you would say mid to top KTM would be better. Uh, I would say the overdrive would be better on the KTM. Okay, it's it's pretty close as far as mid range to top end to the Yamaha, mm -hmm. but it just pulls longer and you can you can overrev it. Um, and, and actually, you you told me I did whenever I was on the KTM to rev it. That yeah, was, because it actually pulls longer than most of the other bikes here. Yeah, I kept, Honda. I kept shifting it, and then, you know, I come in. Hey, Out of all the bikes that rev, yeah, well, <laughs> I'm not riding today, so I'm really judgy. Okay, I'm it's like, okay, I'm like my wife. It. I'm real super judgy. <laughs> <laughs> but out of all the bikes that rev, Honda revs really far, KTM, and then Husky. So I could see why that's what I was saying, like, hey, rev it out, because it will accept that. Yeah. Because it does like that, unlike other bikes. Yeah, and I made the mistake of revving everything. Right. <laughs> well, you made the mistake of revving it harder when your chick arose. Hey, you know. That's uh, a whole other podcast. <laughs> and I think we're going to do that podcast soon. We're going to talk. I'm, I'm ready. Um, suspension, air fork. Now, I didn't, I didn't really have... Did you mess with it, or was it good when you got on it? It was, it was good. Like, the track wasn't really that rough whenever I rode the KTM yeah. and the Husky. I mean, it, it had some some bumps and stuff, but I... Uh, We're going to get to some rougher tracks later. Yeah, maybe. and I, I OJ'd some jumps, and like, really OJ'd some jumps, and it held its own. Um, Balance-wise suspension? I, I thought it was good. Uh, you like a hydraulic clutch? Yeah, I do. I didn't at first, mm -hmm. like, but I actually ride a KTM now. Uh, it's 450, mm -hmm. and it, it actually took me a little bit to get used to it but I I do like the feel and the brakes on the KTM are insane yeah they're good it's so good what about cornering and lightweight feel I it, it feels light it corners good um what it, about scrubbing does it scrub better than others or same 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 yeah I can scrub it better okay. and I'm not really the greatest scrubber oh you're pretty good well, decent yeah it depends on the track right it depends if your chick's here or not. yeah when my chick's Hard here I can fucking scrub like Right. <laughs> you know what they say about scrubs. <laughs> but you like the KTM engine. I mean, basically, it comes down to the engine again. You like it. It has a good engine. And decent suspension. Chassis-wise, you like it because it corners good. Now, I, I didn't see this coming. I saw some Huskies winning some stuff this year. I've ridden it. I would always think the Husky is softer off the bottom than a KTM, but you ranked it first. Why? I, I honestly was surprised as well. Okay. I came off the track and I kind of was laughing to myself because I never thought in a million years I would rank the Husky first. Okay. Just, I mean, there's no. So why did you rank it first? It it is very similar to the KTM. Okay. But I personally like my rear end lower, mm -hmm. and it just has that lower feel. And whenever I got on the gas, whenever it was slick and hard pack, like the thing just stuck. I could. I would I would roll on the gas and be wide open within 
you know, a couple feet. And it had good traction. And it had good traction. So a little bit better traction than the KTM? Yes. Okay. And I think... And both in the same map? You in the same map? Yeah, I was the same everything. And I think the only... I don't I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's a subframe. Subframe probably, I would say. But just the way that it feels and the way the bike squats. Swing like, arm, subframe's different. That That's what it is. So, and you like that feel. Yeah. And sag measurements were the same. It just felt yeah. Like I, it. I think I ran. I want to say 103 uh-huh. sag on on both bikes, and just sitting on the husky, like it just feels lower. And like whenever I was racing and stuff, I always ran more sag than what everybody recommended, just because that's that was just my riding style. Um, and what about engine? The engine feel the, the same. The engine. I mean, if it was so close that. It was a little bit different. It didn't sound as cool. The KTM sounded cooler. Okay. Um, but it, it had the same characteristics. And, and cornering and everything else similar. Yeah, I, I could corner the Husky better, and I could scrub the Husky better. Hmm. And it was just... I just gelled with it more. And I came off the track laughing. Right. You know? That seems to be, you know, par for the course going on this year. Husky's been doing really well in both, both classes. So I am a little bit shocked for 250, but um, we'll see what the other riders think. But... Any other things that you can think about about these bikes? No, I mean, they're all so close. We talked about this like, in 450. Everybody's like, oh, whatever, dude. Like, you're just getting paid, so you'll see them all the close. But they're all pretty close. No, so I don't... He doesn't get... You I, don't get... You, don't you get, work 9 to 5. I, I, I work more if than 9 to 5. You got your own money. <laughs> Someone said, hey, Chris Johnson, I'm going to get you two bikes. You wouldn't care what it is out of all these bikes. No, because you can... Ma- like, whatever you don't like in any of these bikes, you can... You, you can, can fix it, right? Um, Even from Honda the six, like the you know? Honda, the Honda has some really good characteristics. You had some compression to the Honda. Yeah, I I, I raced Hondas in 2012, and they weren't fast in 2012, but you could make them the fastest bike, right? With less amount of money, just the the way that they're built. So again, Chris Johnson's rankings: first Husky, second KTM, third Yamaha, fourth Suzuki, fifth Cowie, sixth Honda. In the chassis ranking, CJ put Husky first, KTM, Suzuki, Yamaha, Honda, and Cowie. And the suspension, again, Husky. Shocking to me. Husky, KTM, Suzuki, Yamaha, Kawasaki, and Honda. Honda last in suspension? Dude, I rode it when it was the roughest. Really? Yeah, and I didn't I didn't like it. Oh, man. I didn't gel with it. All right. And then the engine, KTM first, second Husky, third Yamaha, fourth Cowie, fifth Suzuki, Six Honda. Well, we're going to a different track Thursday. Yeah, rough track. So we're gonna and it has or, and the, that's a, yeah. He's gonna grade some of it and then leave rough. Okay. And there's been manufacturers they're testing all week. Oh, perfect. So it's gonna be jacked. I'm ready. So and it's faster. So we're I, gonna, I ain't 200 pounds no more. I'm in shape. I'm right. ready to roll. And it's gonna be faster. It's not gonna be as tight. So. And then we're gonna go the last day. So I'm, I can really run. The I don't know what there. you're doing. But the last day we're gonna go out to near my sand tracks near my house, and we're what gonna day? do a day Tuesday. Awesome. So that's a rough sand track. So there you go, Chris Johnson. Any parting words before we get off this damn thing? I His love chick you. is taken. Do not hit her <laughs> up on Instagram. Do not DM her. If you see an attractive brunette <laughs> at the track, leave her alone. Stay away. CJ will kill. Thank you. <laughs> Here we go, everybody, with Tyler Churchill here at Milestone. Kiefer testing 2018-250 shootout. Um, Tyler, it's your first time doing stuff here with me. It is. Um, I've done stuff with your brother, but he doesn't ride with me. Does he ride? 
Uh, he rides once every probably 18 years, so once in the past 18 years. That's it? <laughs> yeah. Did he ride in, in his younger years or no? Uh, yeah, he rode like DRZ 110s back oh. then, but um, you missed it. He just rode the other day, and I think that's it. I oh, called it. Shit. So Mason is the new guy at Feld for the video, right? What's his title? What's his official title? Um, I'm pretty sure he is the the media manager I okay. think yeah overall media so, manager so for those of you guys that know Mason he's going to be the guy around Supercross doing all the filming and uh, the editing um, for the Supercross so congrats to Mason and we got his brother Tyler here to pop his cherry in the Kiefer uh, <laughs> testing shootout so we're going to try to take it slow you know ease it in for you yeah, so you. to speak but 6th place here you have Suzuki RMZ 250 um, before we start in with that let's What's your weight? How much you weigh? I'm um, 175. 175, six foot, 5'11"? Uh, six foot. Six foot. Why not? And pro level, rider? Yep. yep. Um, do you much racing at all? Um, not recently. Um, in between bikes right now. If uh, Actually, if, say, Suzuki wanted to give me a bike, maybe it wouldn't, you know? So it's not that bad. <laughs> maybe I'd like it a little more. So no. Even if it's sixth place, Suzuki's not that bad. No, you see right here, say, when everything is good, it kind of makes it tough to choose a favorite. That's right. And that's kind of what we said earlier before you got on here. We talked to Chris Johnson, and he said the same thing. Like, dude, it's tough, you know, yeah, to rank these things. They're all pretty good. Yeah, it's nit nitpicking. Right, for sure. So give us the reason why you didn't like the Suzuki. Uh, well, as I was just saying, I am 175 pounds, and so on a 250F, I think power is a pretty big, uh, you know, big Yeah, aspect. you need power, correct. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like it was just a little bit soft throughout. Um, a couple other bikes had soft spots, but that one I felt like was just soft kind of throughout. Yeah. Um, bottom in. Compare. Let's 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 compare. Okay. Let's compare something here. So we're gonna jump around. Mm -hmm. Honda, you pick to win. Yeah. Suzuki sixth. Roll on bottom end feel between the two. How is that Honda Suzuki? I feel like um, roll on bottom end is probably night to day between Honda and Suzuki. Really between Suzuki and I mean I think the rest is kind of night and day. It's just really soft, squishy, kind of throughout. Like I was saying, but yeah, bottom end is. Uh, lacking for sure. So are you, you're, are you a more, um, you rev your bike a little bit, you like to rev, or are you a short shifting kind of guy? Um, I ride a 450 usually, but whenever I get on a 250, um, I don't have a problem kind of wringing its neck. Well, I've seen you ride a 450, and you scrub some shit, you <laughs> rev, I see it. So it's, I feel I'm, like you're an aggressive rider, right? Yeah, I try to be. Yeah, so you need some of that uh, high-end power. Um, chassis feel, Suzuki-wise, is... Actually, the chassis feel in the Suzuki um, was one of its strong points, I think. Um, it dove into inside ruts uh, really good, actually. Okay. Yeah, especially, I mean, like, say, stand up through the rut, kind of sit down with the last little hook. It really performed well in that aspect. Are you more of a front-end steering guy or a rear-steering guy? Do you know? Um, more of... I mean, I like ruts, and usually with a rut, you kind of just let it take you where you're going. Yeah. But um, as far as, say, like an outside corner, I think I'm a more, like, lean, cut with your front end a little bit guy. Yeah, and that's where the Suzuki is really good, people, is uh, front end feel as far as lean in. You got a lot of uh, front end traction, even with this. We're going to talk about this. We're going to talk about the, the shitty air fork that I think it is. I don't know how you feel about it. I felt a lot of feedback in my hands. Yeah, so a little harsh feel? A little bit, yeah. Right yeah, there. PSF2 is kind of known for a harsh feel around here and and today milestone we discussed this wasn't that choppy no it wasn't that choppy it did get choppy towards the end of the day so i tried doing a couple laps on every bike kind of give it like a end feel but yeah it, overall i think um once i hit the chop was 
definitely I felt feedback in my hands and um, one thing that you could pick out that you thought Suzuki did really well what um, would it be I think just the overall chassis like we we're just saying of the bike I mean I cornered on it really good it kind of made me feel like a superhero honestly in the corners yeah. I didn't really hit my heel on the ground nothing like that it just felt really stable in corners especially inside ruts um, fifth place Yamaha YZ250F um, things that you did like about the Yamaha things I did like about the Yamaha was absolutely the power uh -huh. uh, those things have I mean I feel like pretty solid power throughout and that like we were just saying on a 250F especially for me is huge and so um, I did like the power of that thing absolutely um, torque feelings good you yeah. like that yep yeah and I kind of noticed it when I ride it too and um, bottom to mid is really strong maybe top end isn't so for me, it wasn't as good as like a KTM, but uh, overall feeling is pretty strong for me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Of course, the KTM Husky, they excelled on top, but this one just overall, like as a round kind of power is pretty good. Um, suspension? Suspension was good. I've always been a fan of the uh, Yamaha suspension for sure. Um, today, I had a little bit of trouble dialing it in at first, but I mean, we worked with... Um, so Yamaha problems guy. would be as in a little soft or, um, or harsh or... A little soft, um, a little soft for sure, and a little bit of cutting. Um, say if I was turning left, uh, my bars would cut left, and I tried to fix that a little bit with the suspension, and it did help um, a little, but I still experienced that kind of throughout the day on the Yamaha. As in cutting, you mean like oversteer or more like a push? Uh, more like a oversteer, yeah. Yeah, kind of Absolutely. knifing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, chassis feeling, um, straight line stability? Uh, straight line stability for sure. I think those things really excel in that area of like a straight line breaking kind of through chop like that but as soon as I get a little bit of sideways um, it's almost like I don't trust the front end as much as I trust the front end on other bikes um, sound does the sound bother you at all uh, no I love it oh you do like that yeah I like you're it. like I me cool. you like that suction sound yeah see that's what I'm saying dude right on because yeah, right here you can really hear it yeah and I feel like the suction in the air box when I rev it up a little bit I don't know, man. I just kind of like that feel. Yeah, there's something about it. I like it. Yeah. Um, fourth place, Kawasaki did some refinements to the motor. Um, you ranked it fourth place. Um, not a bad bike for me. Um, what did you like about it? Uh, not a bad bike for me either. I actually kind of stayed out for the longest, I think, on the Kawasaki as well as a couple others. But Kawasaki, for sure, I was out there longest on. And um, I like... Pretty much overall feel of the bike it's uh feels like it's really light feel like i can flick it around everywhere if i'm all the way outside going down a straight i have no problem cutting all the way inside to go to a corner last second it's really uh feels really nimble and i think that's because of the slimness of the bike um fork feel to you fork feel to me uh, a couple times i did blow through the stroke i feel like yeah. and kind of go all the way through and i was also trying to get rid of again the kind of static in your hands like that initial just from front wheel airborne to hitting a bump that initial touch. yeah exactly kind of like harsh feel yep so i was trying to get rid of that and i couldn't find a happy medium with getting rid of that and then ending up blowing through the whole stroke so i was kind of struggling a little bit with the fork on that today um shock feel is okay to you uh shock feel is okay yeah um where i noticed like you said the bike feels light to me mm -hmm. um how's the cornering character like leaning into the ruts with this bike um so leaning into the ruts it was pretty good i think where that bike really excelled for me personally is long sweeping outside corners i mean that thing felt super stable coming in throughout and exiting on the long sweepers which today there was a lot of um yeah he's right like out here in milestone they have some bull turns and they're fast third gear maybe fourth gear even 
and uh, mm -hmm. no twitchiness coming into those? Uh, no, no twitchiness coming in. Again, I rode that in the morning and uh, afternoon because it was a little soft in the morning. Kind of every bike was twitching a little bit, but for the overall feel of that bike, no, not much twitch. Um, ergonomics for you? Does it feel okay sitting on the bike? Um, right away, I sat on it and felt kind of cramped, but um, the more I talked to the Kawasaki guys and kind of let that out, they... Um, let me know that it is fully, adjustable. Yeah, fully yeah. adjustable foot pegs and handlebars. So um, I didn't get a chance to push the foot pegs down, but of course, I mean, I know what it would have felt like, and right. it, I think would have corrected that issue for me. Yeah, and we can do that Thursday too. We'll be out of track, but we can be, you know, there longer. Okay. Um, but um, he is right. There's several adjustments on the Cowie, which is nice. I mean, you're only six foot, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, the bar band to me. I don't know if you're. Are you a fan of that kind of bar band? Nine seven one. Um, man, I try. Are you, and, are you picky with bars? I'm not super picky with bars. No. Um, honestly, whenever I have my uh, handlebar company send me handlebars, I just tell them send me a variety and I'll run them. And if I like one particularly over the other ones, then keep sending me that. But I kind of just run really anything. So actually, back to the Suzuki. The Suzuki's the only bar bend that kind of bothered me today. Yeah, it's so the bend itself. Know. Yeah, the bend itself, or it could have been the bar position right when I was sitting there. It felt like it was good to go out, but it was kind of bothering my wrist a little bit. Yeah, and that could have totally could have been the front end feel also. But yeah, it was bothering my wrist a little bit. On yeah, that. I noticed the bar on the. It's a fat bar, but I feel like it's rigid. Mm -hmm. It yeah. felt really rigid. And I've been talking about this in some of my podcasts. Maybe you can kind of help this along. Is I don't mind a seven eighths bar. Like people are always go to these oversized bars, and for me. When I when I ride these bikes, the Honda, the Cowie, the seven eighths bar has flex. Yeah. I don't feel like it's too much flex in a corner where I'm kind of, you know, losing my front end feel. Mm -hmm. Do you care about a seven eighths bar? No, not at all. Um, I have um, seen that people kind of are putting that as a downfall, but yeah. no, I don't count that as a downfall. Yeah, me neither. Um, third place, KTM Orange Brigade. Um, have you had much time on KTM's before? Um, yeah, I've had a little bit of time on a. It was a factory edition 2015, so the 2015.5, whatever, a 250F, which I know is different from the 17, 18, and then um, a uh, 16, 450. Okay. And so the 16, 450, obviously, had the fork downfall, so it was a fresh update to kind of get on this thing and see how it should feel. Engine feel, you like that? Um, you know what? The engine feel, it... I mean, just like top end was forever and ever and ever, but I really wish it had a little more bottom. It's kind of cool having like that round power to where it's like almost nothing on bottom. As you give it throttle, it kind of comes up. It's not like nothing on bottom, but right when you crack the throttle, it doesn't have that initial blip. Like, that excitement. Yeah, like pull the bike out from under you. And um, I mean, I think if I rode it more, I would like that a little bit better. But for right now, just talking about 250s, I kind of wish it had that almost like rip my pants off kind of kind of feel yeah yeah like it do you uh feel like that helps you coming out of corners for traction feeling like like that seamless roll-on feel um i don't think so i really like the kind of bottom end really sharp harsh hit coming out of corners mm -hmm. um but there is a section here today that is kind of like a switchback you turn uh, make a right small double make a left and those bikes excelled right there just because of that hit wasn't there i mean it's a little rough you know first gear kind of cruising through that when the right. bike's super aggressive on bottom so like i said i could learn to appreciate that i'm sure but yeah today i kind of wish i had that um map one and two did you prefer one or the other um i preferred map two yeah, yeah just aggressive. because it was a little more aggressive did you get a chance to try the tc today no i uh talked to the guys over at ktm today and the track was just so tacky and everything today that it was kind of almost like 
the track had traction right. control. We'll, we'll try that more at Sunrise because Sunrise is obviously Des Life, so yeah. it'll get baked and hard pack and shitty. <laughs> I'm used to that <laughs> shit, so you might want to try it. Um, suspension on the KTM, what do you think? Uh, suspension was awesome on the okay. KTM, and of course, I mean, those the KTM Husky, those are both steel frame bikes, and so I don't know if it was a mixture of kind of that little give and flex those have with the suspension, but I really like the suspension on those. And the air fork, that doesn't bother you at all? No, um, I mean, I really wish I would uh, just take it to myself and do a little research and yeah. kind of figure out how those things work because of course I'm so used to a traditional spring but yeah. um, as far as performance on the track no if I don't think about it at all that it's any different from a spring fork it performs really well it's funny you say that because uh, we've had that mentioned before like if someone said hey if I didn't know what fork was on the KTM I would think it's a spring fork because exactly. it has a, a similar feel to it yeah so that's uh, the consensus with everyone as well um, chassis feeling um, cornering um, lightweight feeling do you obviously it's really lightweight on paper can you feel does that correlate on the track uh, for me, it's a little bit tough to correlate um, weight when we're talking. I mean, actually, the thing's significantly lighter. Yeah, it's like over 10 pounds lighter than yeah, other that's bikes. A, that's a pretty big step. But um, does it feel that much lighter on the track? I mean, initially. I mean, it more. Yeah, it it definitely feels nimble. Like I was saying, the Kawasaki. Yeah, you can go from a far outside down a straight cut super hard and just last minute go to the inside. I absolutely feel like you can do that on those things. So I do think the uh, weight was affecting my riding a little bit in a beneficial way. Um, do you notice that you corner better on this than other bikes? Is this the best cornering bike there is in the class or no? Um, I think for cornering on these things, um, I just really, really like how they track into corners, say when you're on your brake. I feel like the f rear wheel really follows the front wheel and when I ride one, I feel like I actually am Marvin Muskin so I can stand up through inside ruts and slam my ass down in the seat in the last second so cornering on those things is pretty cool and I think it might be a little mental but either way are you going home and eating french food and like talking like him at all mm. uh, he, he might be yeah. uncircumcised too oh no then I'm not definitely <laughs> okay not. then we're not gonna go there <laughs> my girlfriend would not like that <laughs> you don't like an anteater then. <laughs> I don't think so <laughs> that's awesome uh, second place Husqvarna FC 250 um, we talked a little bit earlier and you said, man, it's kind of tough to tell the two apart. Mm -hmm. But the things that, and you said, you you know, explain what you told me, why you think this is a little bit better than the KTM. Um, honestly, I mean, earlier when we were talking, I'm pretty sure I was just talking about how I went out there on the KTM and the Husky pretty much back to back. And so the track was the exact same and honestly could not figure out why I liked the Husqvarna a little bit better than the KTM, but I absolutely did. Yeah, yeah, and I explained to him that obviously the airbox is different we all know this swing arms a little bit different you felt like it was a little bit more compliant mm -hmm. in the rear and and after I told you that you're like oh it makes sense so yeah. very close but that's the I mean engine feels the same to you than yeah. the KTM yeah engine for um, yeah engine definitely feels but you better. said you maybe could corner this a little bit better than the KTM um I felt like I mean again it could just totally be a mental thing because I get in my own head sometimes right. and you're like a dirt biker dude if I'm liking something about a bike I really it kind of bleeds everywhere and I start to like a lot of other things but I definitely felt way more at home on the Husqvarna you're, you know you're a dirt biker yeah but what you just said right there speaks volumes for you because no no guy admits that shit oh, we're yeah. all mental cases but what you said like hey this could bleed into some things and I could just like everything because I like one thing about the bike yeah, so, absolutely yeah um Shockingly enough, I previously had a guy here ranked Honda 6th. You ranked it first. I liked it, man. Okay, so give us the reasons why you liked it. Um, it just 
felt so solid and so smooth coming down straights through chop into corners. Uh, maybe a little bit less nimble than say like the KTM or Husqvarna, like I was saying, kind of cutting all across the track, kind of last minute wherever you want to go. Mm -hmm. Maybe a little bit less of that, but I think for me anyways, uh, bike being super solid and performing well in a straight line and tracking everything is a little bit more important than it being overly nimble. Um, Power-wise, engine—I mean, top end, mid—all seems okay to you. Like, uh, it seems okay. I did feel like it has, like, say, rolling through the pits, like first gear flip and throttle just a little bit. It does have that really aggressive, like, right away snappiness. But I think from like right in between the bottom end and mid, so maybe like second gear right around there, mm -hmm. I think it does fall off a little bit right there. Um, suspension balance feels okay to you, like you said, coming to corners, but overall has a spring fork, now that's a plus, yep. and you like the suspension balance for your weight? I do, yeah, and um, I don't know if I even wrote this down or anything, but um, I was over at the Honda tent, and they're helping me adjust that bike a little bit, and they adjusted it one half click on the front end, and it made a world of difference for me. Yeah, what he's saying about half clicks is, uh, you, you might be able to correct me, but they only do one side. Of, blew my mind. Yeah. So they're splitting the difference, so they, they change the compression, so like, I'm going to throw you a number, let's say the compression's on 12, um, they will change one side to 11 and leave one on 12, so that's more like a half click, that's what you're saying, a half click, so yeah. for those of you out there, it's just a finer adjustment um, to dial that fork in. Now, you can't go 12-8, you can't <laughs> do that shit, so for those of you out there going, oh, I'm going to, you know, no, you can't do that, so if you want to do a half click, it's just like we talked about 12 11 10 9 you get the drift but uh that's something for all you guys can try out there um cornering character on the honda cornering character i rode that in the very beginning of the day when it was i mean just hero outside line so wide open around the outside as fast as a little 250 will go and then i rode it again later when it was a little bit choppy when you kind of had to go inside to obviously shave time everything but I feel like in both areas, outside and inside, that thing performed really, really well. Well, cool. Um, last thing on the Honda, does it matter to you electric start or not on these bikes? Um, I mean, you know what? My hips are starting to hurt right now, and I only kicked over, what, three bikes today? How old are you? Uh, 23. Come on, bro. Your hips can't be hurting yet. 63. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's what you feel like. You ride dirt bikes, so you might be 60. Yeah. But so you're 23 and you like an electric start. I do like an electric start. It's not like a, I mean, it is a small selling point for me, but it's not, you know, the world of difference. It's not a make or break deal for no. you. If the Honda had a kickstart, I would have still placed it first. So you got 10 grand, let's say roughly, you're going to go spend your money. Tomorrow you go buy a Honda. That's what you would do for 250. You know what? I work at a motorcycle dealership. We sell Honda there mm -hmm. and I sit and stare at it all day long. Yeah. That's so, something you'd want to go do. I think so. Yeah. What else do you guys sell there at the shop? Um, well, actually, between the we have two locations. Between the two, we sell all six bikes. Oh wow! Yeah, and I'm able to sell out of both, so that makes. Are me you really a salesman or? Yeah. Okay. So yeah. what? Let's plug it. What shop? A Vase Power Sports down in uh, El Cajon and one in Lemon Grove. So, I work over at Lemon Grove. So go see Tyler. Go buy a bike from Tyler. He supports uh, Kiefering testing. Um, he rides dirt bikes and he works his balls off. So that's a good guy in my book. So, uh, well, thanks. Hey, real quick, I'll give. Uh, the recap of his rundown, Honda's first, second, Husky, third, KTM, fourth, Cowie, fifth, Yamaha, sixth, Suzuki, um, breaking down the other ranks, um, chassis, Honda, Husky, KTM, Suzuki, Cowie, Yamaha. In the suspension um, category, he has Honda, Husky, KTM, Yamaha, Suzuki, Cowie. 
and in the engine it's KTM, Husky, Yamaha, Honda, Cowie, Suzuki. So there you have it. Tyler, we'll see you Thursday. All right. Thanks for coming and go buy some shit from Tyler, okay? Thank Please. <laughs> okay, Milestone 2018 250 shootouts. I'm with Dylan Anderson. He's a high des guy. I brought him back in. Um, he has a beard now. Mm -hmm. I didn't have one when he probably saw me last time. No. How old are you? I'm 23. Really? God, yeah, I'm old. Wow, I am getting old, dude. Yeah. So I don't he's know. 23, has a full beard going, no shave November. Is that, that it's one? no shave November, don't shave December, stay hairy January. And, you know, you have a on. chick? Uh, yeah. And she don't care? No, she don't. She likes, you know what? what? Chicks love the beard, dude. No, beards, yes, but Chicks. everything else better be maintained. It is maintained. Okay. Just the beard. I mean, even the chick right here. No, I like that. I wish I could grow a beard, but it's all gray. You'd be surprised a lot of people can't. And it comes in patchy sometimes, you know? You got these little funky places. Well, all right here in my goatee is all gray. Really? It's bad. I would not have imagined. Heather likes it, but I think I look too old and it gives me a mental complex when I go ride. Yeah. I feel like my style is going to turn to like an 80 year old man. You know, and it's kind of funny because it kind of throws you off. You kind of feel, you don't feel like put away, you know? I don't feel like I can ride dirt bikes yeah. with a beard. But see, I, I feel like it's bringing a lot of pike in me. I feel a little bit more manliness. <laughs> I, like I can like hammer pike. down. Okay. Yeah. All right, let's focus in okay. here. Dylan Anderson, how much you weighing? I'm about 147. 147, 5'9". 5'9", five, five, nine, about, yeah. 23 years old. He's familiar with 250Fs. He's a perfect candidate for 250F shootout because he's light, um, he's young, um, but mm -hmm. he's not the typical... You don't really rev your bikes that much. You're not a rever. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I don't rev my bikes. Really. Right. Are you a front end steering guy or rear steering guy? You know, that's a tough question. More front end because you, when you get in up on that front end, those corners are sweet. Yeah. You know. How's flat corners for you? Are you good at those? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty good because it's a. That's that's the problem is when people rev a bikes out, you get on those flat corners, it gets away from them. Right. That's you know, I'm kind of more of like a more of a get through the corner nice and clean yeah you know? smooth rider yeah so be smooth sixth place you have the suzuki rmz 250 you know this bike has been towards the bottom actually one it, it's got a fourth place so far um but it's been six pretty consistently not a lot of changes i don't think any changes this year obviously um what do you like about the suzuki what works for you you know, there's not a, honestly, the cornering would be the, the biggest thing. I got on the bike and it's way narrower, I felt, than all the other bikes. Okay. So that's the first thing I noticed right off the bat. And, uh, you know, when it's narrow, it feels a lot lighter. It feels more nimble. It feels like something you can actually ride. You know, it doesn't feel like a couch. That, that honestly was probably the biggest and only thing I kind of actually jumped out at me. I like Everything just kind of went. Yep. Then once I got on the track and I was like, Ugh. yeah, it, it wasn't, you know, and it's a bummer because, uh, you know, Suzuki's. They were, they were good back in like 14 hey, or 15. And then, your dad has been a Suzuki guy yeah. since I remember. Yeah, yeah. And you rode Suzuki's back in the day. Mm -hmm. um, Honest, just, just slow feeling? Yeah, honestly, uh, it felt slow. It, nothing to talk about the engine. It didn't. It wasn't slow. It wasn't mellow. You know, it just was there. Just bland. Just bland. You know, yeah. it wasn't like, hey, I got on the gas, man, I'm, I'm wheeling or, you know, I'm going down the street. I'm just, I have to keep grabbing gears, but... Nothing too exciting. Nothing too exciting. Honestly, it was probably the most basic engine um, I think I felt. Suspension? Oof. Okay. Not a not a good not a good choice. Yeah, you're 147, yeah. so it's probably a little yeah. harsh for you, right? Yeah, I went back actually because when I took it out the second time, I dropped it down a couple more pounds, and mm -hmm. I just it was not going for me. Yeah. Everything about it, I'm like I would, I'd go out, come back in, drop it down some more pounds, do a little clickers, and uh, I went back out there, and it still was just 
not absorbing the bumps. Yeah. It was super rough and uncomfortable out there. That's the downside of the PSF2 fork. Obviously, uh, PSF1 is a little bit better. We've discussed this in this pod. Is um, You try to make it hold up. It gets harsh. We did that for you early in the day because I kind of helped you with that. We raised it up to like 35 PSI. That was the wrong direction, so we went down. Still didn't help it that much. There wasn't one one area you were like, oh, okay, that's better. No, no, honestly, even when I changed it, I'm like, it still felt just as rough, yeah. just as funky. Like, I didn't feel like it was getting any better. What about shock? Well, naturally, the shock was a little bit better than the forks, yeah. you know, but naturally, when that forks is off, it's, it's throwing your rear off, too. Yeah. It just was not working for me out there. Um, cha- you said the corners well, so what about yeah. chassis feeling besides corner straight line? You know... I mean, besides it being narrow, the, it, I mean, I'm telling you, when you get in that corner, handled perfect. You yeah. know, down straightaways, I didn't really notice a whole lot. You know, just kind of hammered down. It wasn't really kicking or, you know, too rigid or anything. So, um, when I hammered down and just kept going, it would just go straight. It wouldn't kick or do anything funky. Here's the thing. The track today, obviously, we discussed this as well. It wasn't that rough. Little no. things here and there. Yeah. But if we got to a rough track, I mean, I couldn't even imagine how... how oh chassis is going to feel it's going to be you know rough with that fork i would i would leave the bike in the truck i yeah. probably won't even go out there and ride right honestly and that second time i went out there too started starting hearing a little bit out there chain you know even though that's just maintenance stuff but yeah. uh it just it just felt old and outdated yeah and it's totally. time for suzuki to do a, to you know a facelift of that so they did it to the 450 i would assume next year that's the plan for the 250 um i hopefully because i really want suzuki to succeed i really want suzuki to come out with a good bike just like in the 450, uh, when I saw that bike, I was like, God, I hope it's good because it looks sick, you know? Yeah. And it and it didn't perform as good as we thought it would. Yeah, no doubt. And the Suzuki's, I think, look just as good as any other bike out there. Yep. It's just not holding up to the looks. The looks and the performance ain't going together. Correct. So, so. fifth place, you have uh, the Kawasaki KX 250F, some refinements done in the engine. Um, what did you like about the Kawi? Well, for starters, I like the suspension a lot better. Right. You know, that was that was a big bonus. Um, also, the engine, I felt, was it was quicker. I felt it was quicker out there on the track, mm-hmm. you know? And that could be a lot of suspension issues, too, because you know, when, that, when that bike's getting kicked around, uh, a lot of that power gets lost or displaced. So the Cowie, I noticed when I got out there, I didn't even change the bars. I couldn't even go out there with the bars up, which is kind of like the Honda. They got those cross bar pads, so it's kind of real high okay. feeling. You're, you're a cross barless kind of guy? Yeah, I'm like a fat bar. Okay, you know? so you don't like a crossbar? No, I, I, I prefer the, the fat bar. Do you care if it's a 7 8 or if it's an oversized bar? Do you care about that? No, no, I just, not really. I you just, just want, you just want no cross, crossbar? No crossbar. I feel like it gets too tall. Okay. So, you know, you don't really, for taller guys it might be good, but yeah. I'm, I'm not the tallest guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah what did you say, 5'7"? Five, 5'9". Five nine. Oh, five seven. Five, we'll go five eight. <laughs> we'll go five eight because I split like, the I, difference. I went to the, yeah. Uh, so Kawasaki engine, you. What about what about bottom end coming out of corners? Kawasaki's okay. Kawasaki's okay. Yeah, you know it. It was still just another engine. That was good. It was fast though. Like you could tell it was faster than the Suzuki. You go out there and top end. Yeah. You know, um, it would it would come out of the bottom end better. Yeah. Than usually, but. Uh, yeah, yeah. Are you familiar with? Have you ridden Cowies much? No. There's like how many the times? Shootouts. You, that's it. I think like, yeah, some of the shootouts, but that's it. Okay. Um, so SFF fork, you don't mind? You thought it was okay? It was better okay. in the direction of you know comfort. Yeah, of comfort. Um, plus, plus knowing um, you know because I lo- I worked on a lot of my own bikes mm-hmm. and I worked on SFF forks. Yeah. 
I'd rather take conventional forks on every day because man, you get that one-sided spring. Yeah. It's like twice the spring rate. Yeah. Trying to work on your own forks, it's, it's you know, it's it's harder. And that's something that I look at like as a consumer. Yeah. What's gonna be easier to do maintenance on? And plus, conventional forks to me are the best it's, way to go. It's a no-brainer. It's that. a no-brainer, right. you know. So. And I think we're we're seeing that with these manufacturers. Everyone's going back to you know coil spring life, dual springs, and uh, I think that's what the consumer wants. Um, cornering on the Cowie good yeah. yeah it was good it was it was a good compromise i'll tell you what it felt it felt pretty good comparable to the actually suzuki okay you know not as narrow mm -hmm. by the tank um but i felt like uh the the minor the minute cornering i would take the kawasaki over the suzuki because it's still cornered great right just as just as darn near good as that suzuki okay. for sure honda all new honda you got it fourth um obviously you haven't ridden it um you ranked it fourth, so wasn't yeah. super impressed with it. No, no, not at all. Did you, what do you think about the engine? Obviously, it's ranked higher than the Cowie. Is, yeah. Is the Honda engine better than the Cowie engine to you? I would. I don't think that actually. Not you know. I think about. I don't think the Honda engine is better than the Cowie. Yeah. I feel like it's a good compromise because you can do the easy mapping right. on the lever. You know, mm -hmm. like let's say you know you're out there going to mud, you're on the line. Like dang it, you know I don't have the coupler with me, but hey, I can just change it right here on my bar. Right. Which, Adds, adds up in the end, you know. Was the Honda just easier to ride than the Cowie? Yeah, the Honda was a little bit easier to ride. I felt like suspension on the Honda was better. Um, and it just it just seemed a little bit more comfortable. You know, when you sat down on it, going into corners, um, getting up on the tank, it felt, it felt a little bit newer, mm -hmm. if that makes sense, a little bit fresher. Mm -hmm. And um, But, uh, yeah, I don't get that whole dual pipe thing. Okay, yeah, so let's get to that. We were discussing that earlier. Um... So obviously Unicam was that's Honda's thing, you know, back previous to this year. Um, you got head pipes coming out the, the cylinder head, and then you got dual pipes going all the way back. You're like, what are they doing? And I'm thinking to myself, I understand what you're thinking because you looking at this bike, right? And you're thinking, okay, it has 27 mufflers come out of this some bitch. <laughs> yeah. And I want to. It's gonna rip my arms off when I get on the track. And then you're like, hmm. Yeah. doesn't really do that when I'm out there. So you weren't super impressed with all that. No, no, I wasn't. Honestly, and I um, I felt like, you know, the two two headers coming out, man, it, it better it better um, be better. It better be the quickest. Engine it better be like, there. holy shit. Yeah, it better be like, man, I can tell a difference. But for the difference, I'm thinking, man, that's, that's two pipes. I right. mean, that's twice the cost. I mean. So we've talked about this, the cost-wise. Yeah. I've talked to some manuf pipe manufacturers. It's not that much more because the bends are less compared to the single going into the dual. So that bend in the middle is is really hard to make, which makes manufacturing costs go up. So I think the cost that I've noticed, the MSRP, hasn't gone up that much. So, But what do what people, some people do um, think about is, what if I crash? Yeah. Now I've got both sides to worry about. Maybe mm -hmm. not moto guys as much because maybe roost hitting the head pipes about denning, but yeah. off-road guys falling over on the rocks, it's vulnerable on each side. So maybe that's not the hot ticket. Yeah. I mean, even then, though, out here, you know, if you if you lay it over, it takes something as simple as a rock to crush your, you know, your uh, slip on your yeah. exhaust. Right. But... I, I wasn't real thrilled about it. All, all it looked to me is like more work. That's all it looked like, you yeah. know. Take the engine out, you gotta pull both, you know. It just seemed like more work and a lot more for no real gain. Um, did we talk about corn? Do you like the way this thing corners? Yeah, you know, it actually, it cornered pretty good. I wouldn't say better than the Cowie, okay. but it, it cornered pretty good. Yeah. Um, 
all, all together though, it just felt more comfortable to be out there riding. Right. As in the power delivery, you know, may not be as fast, but that kind of works into the benefits because it, it's not as, it doesn't get as controlled. And I also think too, the, the, the two below you have here, the suspension is not that great on no. the bottom two. So having maybe a little bit less of a motor, such as the Honda, but having a better suspension package, you're able to ride it harder because you're, like you said, you're more comfortable with it. So yeah, that definitely, makes sense. Definitely. Um, Third, Husqvarna FC250. Um, you ranked it third. This is getting tough here. Okay, so this one starts getting tight for yeah, you. Yeah, the top three were getting tough. The, the, the bottom three was pretty easy. Okay. Like, I felt solid about these. The yep. top three gets pretty hard, but uh, I got a pretty good explanation for why I chose these guys. Let's just write, okay, so the KTM you picked second, Husky third, similar bikes, swing arm is different on the Husky. Carbon fiber. The, yeah, the, the, the composite air box um, obviously is different. Um, muffler, the rear section is different than the KTM. Mm -hmm. So why the KTM above the Husky? See, and that's what I, I really thought about a lot about it. And uh, they're, they're similar, man. They're hard to tell out there, but uh, I noticed on the Husky, it kind of sounded like the air box. It sounded a little funky to me. Mm -hmm. You know, it didn't sound right. Um, also, that's our phone. That's good. We're all right. It's all good. Keep going. Charge it. But uh, another reason too is the white, the white plastics. Yeah. You know those things. I know it's as simple as a graphic kit, but uh, that kind of separates it for me. It kind of keeps it. The KTM will be a little bit more fresher. It doesn't have that weird sound. Um, but other than that, they felt. Oh, and the seat. That seat was big difference. Okay, the KTM so was a little bit softer. I felt like a little bit more cushioned. And you like that? I like that. Okay. Oh yeah, a lot more. You like a softer seat base versus a hard seat base? Well, yeah, because you know when you're going out of corners and stuff. You're sitting down. You're gripping with the tank here upon it, and that bike's hitting you in your butt. You know that's another little. All it takes is half an inch, man, and it's oh, a world better. Man, we could go so many ways with that. But <laughs> yeah. I'm going to keep it mellow yeah. with you. You're not full keeper after dark yet. We're, yeah. We'll break you into that. But you said a half it's, inch, but I'm sure Heather would accept a half an yeah. inch. <laughs> but I get what you're saying. That's good. You get a harder foam. It's better maybe for sitting, but when you're on the track, the track gets shitty and you got these square edges that hard foam might not feel as good, right? Yeah, even sitting on the pits, I mean, I I like a, a good squishy seat. Okay. You know, it's, it's comfortable. Yeah, you don't got you much know. of an ass. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, exactly. See, that's exactly, that's maybe the difference. <laughs> yeah. Is, man, it's a little, it's just a little bit more comfortable. So yeah. those two are very close, but the KTM just edges it out due to the fact of those little reasons that you said. Yeah, those little reasons. Other Suspension that, feel the same on both bikes? Yeah, they feel, they feel, I mean, pretty darn near the same. Okay. Yeah. Um... Any no difference in the rear section of the bike as far as feeling between the two? No, I couldn't. I mean, I couldn't really tell a whole difference with that uh, composite yeah. subframe. Some guys can, some guys can't, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, th there wasn't a whole lot between those bikes that separated them yeah. to me. Look, I mean, I got on it besides it being white and the other one, the bars. I know the bars were different, but. Uh, you didn't recognize anything there either? I mean, they're both, you like those bars because they're yeah. on the crossbar, but as far as flex. Nothing. Yeah, no, they, they felt just as good. Okay. Just as good. If you had yeah. to, if you're looking just based on looks, KTM or Husky, what looks better to you? <sighs> based on looks? Yeah. If we're going to be really shallow men, like yeah. most men are, most we, are, men, we yeah. are shallow. Well, we're, we're judging our women. That's how, that's you got how, two women here, okay? <laughs> yeah. Your KTM is one, Husky is the other. Uh, which one are you going with? Looks. Looks wise, you don't know I mean, the personality. Completely yet. stock, yeah. Completely stock. How they're born out of their mothers, uh, right there. KTM. Okay, I'm going KTM. Yeah, orange looks good. Yeah, orange, orange looks frame. Good. I like that. Mm -hmm. So Yamaha wins for you. Yes. Based on what? I felt like it had the whole. Pa it had everything. Okay. The, 
that suspension's hard to beat for yep. me first of all i think that's like that's one of the biggest things yeah on a bike is suspension because you can have all the power you can have you know a good chassis whatever but when that suspension ain't working for you it's might as well everything else would go out the window um and not just saying that but the suspension worked great those conventional forks which i love they're easy to work on they work good um the next would be the engine yeah. and the engine to me where it separates the ktm and the husky is that you know those guys are pretty they're pretty mellow uh -huh. to get on mm -hmm. which is good you know when if you're a good rider and you right. can keep that momentum up it's good but you know for somebody that hey you know what get in the tight corner i want to get out quick that thing you might want some more torque yeah that thing might lag a little bit but uh and, that, and that's the thing you ktm and husky's a little smoother of a, of a delivery but super linear builds up high they rev high mm -hmm. yamaha maybe not rev as far but they uh they got more torque down low and you like that excitement yeah yeah i like i mean it feels good it's hard to judge these two because they're almost completely different yeah you know and uh they're completely different from i mean the frame the engine suspension right so uh what about uh cornering this yamaha people think two things cornering is not the best most people think and two the fat looking shrouds do you have a problem with this you know i got on that ktm and i noticed once i got up on that front tank those shrouds are they're pretty wide they're yeah. not like they're the suzuki shrouds which you know or whatever suit feels super narrow but uh I got a couple of times on front of that KTM, and I've noticed like my knees up on that front shroud kind of getting pushed out. I'm like, yeah, it's it's still pretty wide to me, yep. you know. So that's not a whole that's not a whole lot of difference. Plus, you can get you know thinner shrouds for that right. Yamaha. But uh, that corner, you have a good cornering character for this bike. Is yeah, corners are right. For yeah, you? it corners good. You know, that's one of those things, man. You gotta get up on that front. That you gotta turn with that bike with the front end. You know, yep. you gotta get up on the front and. Uh, a couple times I just went in confident man you got up on the front end and it it turns it hits those ruts it follows those ruts and it goes all the way out smoothly you know yeah the only difference though is between that KTM and Husky is when it's a smoother power compared to that Yamaha it's like maybe if you make a mistake that KTM and Husky might take that well because yeah. it's not as abrupt of power right that Yamaha you make a little mistake you get on the gas you're kind of getting thrown off easy yep. you know that that's kind of the one downfall I felt for the Yamaha yep. besides you know it's a good and a bad but uh overall best package for you overall best package and plus i mean i think it i think the yamahas look great yeah i do too. you know the blue rims are cool it just all around looks like you a like the bike. blue rims i like you know though i haven't changed do the like, tire do you like the black or the blue better i think blue is a good fresh yeah fresh, fresh look fresh look yeah. but uh i mean i've heard a couple people changing tires and like you gotta be careful cause, yeah i think the same as but, black though too you, yeah. you jack them and it gets yeah. scratched i already i mean yeah you know I where we live in the desert it gets sand pitted anyway so we're sand, screwed yeah but the the blue is definitely a good look it's a good attractive way. it's a change right and True. that's where we're at now it's all about Who's changing what? Coming out with the new best thing. Right, right. And it's definitely a buyer's world. All right, so Dylan Anderson, his rankings, Yamaha first, second, KTM third, Husky, fourth Honda, fifth Cowie, sixth Suzuki. Um, chassis, Yamaha, KTM, Husky, Honda, Cowie, Suzuki. Suspension, Yamaha, KTM, Husky, Honda, Cowie, Suzuki. And engine, Yamaha, KTM, Husky, Honda, Cowie, Suzuki. Pretty cut and clear for me. That's right. So... It's going to be a mixed bag when I add all these scores up, man. It's going to be tough. I don't doubt it. But you know what? Like I said, it's kind of like a... Right now, it's, it's a good time to be a buyer. Yeah. Because, honestly, the top four 
you'd be happy with. Right. You'd so you would go buy any one of these top four bikes? I would actually go buy any top three. Okay. The fourth is a good bike, but you know, some hardcore Honda guys. So, yep. but uh, top three, definitely I'd go buy any one of those any day. There you go. Dylan Anderson, everybody. Thank you. All right, we're back once again. We have eight foot, two inch <laughs> Seth Rarick. <laughs> you guys know him from, well, if you're back east, you know him. You maybe not west coast, know him. But if you're Canadian, you know him. If you're Cooper Webb's fan, you know him. If you're Jimmy Dakotas' fan, you know him. But if you're just a motorcycle dude in general that follows the sport, you know this dude. He rips on a dirt bike. He probably could have did really good at Loretta's this year, but the Loretta curse bit you. Yep. Yeah. It did. It yeah. got me. Yeah. It got me, so don't feel bad. So, um, so break it down. Height, weight, age. Go ahead. Height, weight, age. Okay. I'm 6'2". You were about two foot too tall on the height, <laughs> but yeah, I'm still pretty tall. 6'2", uh, exact weight, or like 178, so you want to round up, 180, okay. got to go on the light side, 175, uh, and I'm 25 years old. 25, all right, and... I'm a vet rider now. J JV, he's a JV. Um, for those of you guys out there, I always ask these riders this, are you a front-end steering guy or a rear-steering guy? Front-end steering guy. Okay. 100%, yeah. And you're you're big on the front-end. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I'm huge on front-end feel. Um that is honestly what made the difference for me today in the rankings. Yep, that's similar to how I feel. So let's just cut to it. Sixth place, Honda CRF 250. All new bike from Honda, spring fork, dual dual everything. Dual muffler, dual header, dual cam. Um, what? Okay, let's just break it down. What did you like about this bike first? <clears throat> um, positives would be, this is going to sound probably really, really stupid to some people, mm -hmm. but being a tall guy, this is something I really look for or feel for the yep. dirt bike the actual cockpit feel was not cramped at all oh really when i used to ride honda in 2011 i think it was uh -huh. i feel like they were built for a smaller guy and i always felt cramped no matter what i did i felt cramped on the bike so the first thing positive thing i noticed when i got on it i can i didn't feel cramped i can move wherever i wanted to on the bike i felt really free and <clears throat> that was a big positive for me um, also the cornering like I think that might have translated because I could get up front on the bike like yep. I was saying I steered the front mm -hmm. but that thing could corner on a dime so I could hit any inside any line I wanted to cornering wasn't a problem um, and that's what I really liked about it now we're going to get into the things you didn't like yeah so <clears throat> this was the 250 shootout right. and again me being a bigger guy in that class horsepower rules yep. rules all I mean engine engine comes first and then everything else is secondary okay and literally, the Honda didn't have any. So I mean, uh, where where did it did it down, not have any? Down low. Okay. It had zero 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 bottom. Once you got it going, mm -hmm. if you could get it to the point where it wanted to fall flat on its face, once you got it revved out, and then this track wouldn't let you get too much into the top end, right. but as much as the track allowed, it actually was a lot better. Mm -hmm. But the problem was getting there. Like right. if I was to. The way I did my rankings today, I'd, based on if I had to go race the bike today, the way it is, without touching clickers, if I had to go race it, I would choose the Honda last because I think off the start I would get killed and the corners I would get killed. Did you try just, the, the different maps too? <clears throat> uh, we tried one different map. I didn't get a chance to ride it a second time. I mm -hmm. ran out of time. Right. I tried one different map. Yes, it helped. Yeah. But it wasn't a big difference. No, it wasn't a big enough difference to even put it close to the other bikes, honestly. That's where the Honda was 
way, way, way off. Everything else I actually liked about it. Suspension wasn't too soft. For you. No, no, no. Suspension wasn't too soft. Um, well, we changed clickers at first. At the front end, blew through the stroke a little bit, uh -huh. which gave it that stink bug feel. But once we changed clickers, suspension was fine. All that stuff is, you know, you, you can, can fix. Yeah, you can yeah. fix. But the motor was the, by far the biggest. You just issue. need more horsepower. <clears throat> a, a lot more down low, man. I need a lot more down low. Like uh, how I feel about it. And obviously, I, I didn't ride today. I mean, I've ridden the bike, obviously, and we'll discuss that tonight when I go over my podcast before we start the interviews. Is it's it's kind of like a 125. Yeah, very much so. I kind of feel like it, if I'm in the sweet spot, it's yes. good. But that sweet spot is not as wide as the, the other bike. And the sweet spot's very hard to find. Yeah. And I was at first, so I I rode the Honda earlier on in the day, mm -hmm. and at first um, I haven't ridden 250s in a while, so I'm like, man, maybe I'm just riding like a jackass. Maybe I'm just not carrying my momentum. So I really, really focus on myself to try and carry more momentum, not be so hard on the clutch and and ride the bike properly. Yep. And still, it was just... What's awesome about what you just said right there is what most people need to do with these bikes. You checked yourself. Mm -hmm. And when you did check yourself, then you went back to the bike. Instead of just saying, oh, the bike sucks because of this, this, and this, you're like, okay, maybe I need to work on my technique. Maybe I need to check this. And you did all the checklist, and then you said, okay, that's not me, it's the bike. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, well, I, I needed to, just because I don't ride 250s much anymore. Yeah. Um, when I do ride, it's a 450, so they obviously make you lazy, kind of give you bad habits. So um, before, I want to give every bike a fair assessment. I didn't want to do two laps on one and come in and say it sucks, and then do a 40-minute mode on another one and say, oh, I love it, it's the best bike ever. Right. I want to ride each bike the same amount of time, make changes if I needed to, and then ride them again. And... Uh, the Honda, the first thing I changed was my own riding style to make sure I wasn't riding like an idiot. And, right. and I was like, okay, this <clears throat> it's not just me. Right. And then it verified my thoughts. The more, the more bikes I rode throughout the day, it, it wasn't me. It right. was, I mean, I would not choose the Honda just because of the engine. I really wouldn't. Okay. Uh, fifth place, <clears throat> Suzuki RMZ uh, 250. It's been between fourth and sixth this whole time with all the riders. Um, what did you like about the Suzuki? First off of the Suzuki... Um, I want to say it actually really impressed me. I know the rankings towards the bottom, yep. but the perception I had of a Suzuki, um, I've actually, I never actually rode a Suzuki. The only time I touched a Suzuki was like 2009. One of my buddies back in New York, I think I did like two laps on his, so I don't even count that. I really have no experience um, on a Suzuki at all, but mm -hmm. the perception I had was it's an older generation, hasn't really changed since 2010. So everyone said all the the motor's outdated it corners good it handles good but you're gonna it's, you, you're not gonna like it it's gonna be slow so <clears throat> that's the idea i had in my mind but right. i wanted to keep an open mind and right away that bike really impressed me <clears throat> it's very snappy down low it's very it's opposite of the honda yeah actually. rpm response is snappy right yes yeah it's, it's very impressive on the bottom like as soon as i took off like it sounds stupid but even riding through the pits yeah you can get a feel yeah for it. i was like okay this thing actually doesn't feel bad and then um this track, all the tight sections, like the real tight switchbacks or the low, lower speed sections, yeah. the Suzuki was phenomenal. It's really opposite of the Honda. The Honda needs the Suzuki's low end, yeah. and the Suzuki needs more up top. Yeah. Uh, a track like today, the, the, the lacking of the top end, I wouldn't really say it lacked, it just kind of flattened out. It got to a point and just flattened out. A track like today, it really wasn't a big deal because this track you can only get up to a certain amount of speed. It, yeah, it's but, only it's only, you only have one straightaway that was decent. Exactly, uh, otherwise but, it's short. 
Um, besides that, though, I mean, to pick this bike as a winner, it, yeah. w- it would just need more motor. I mean, what about um, that that PSF two fork? What do you think of it? Uh, it was a little bit harsh. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing I know this is also it's everyone would change it, but. I hated that 52 front tire. Yeah. I actually fell the first Actually, lap. so let's take a step back. That wasn't a 52. That was a Bridgestone. Oh, really? That was a 403. Why did it say a... No, so it said 403. Uh, it's a 403-404 combo. We double-checked. Really? Yeah, so that's a Bridgestone life. Okay, well... Did it say 52 on it? Um, yeah, because uh, I looked. That's oh. the first thing I looked at when I got back, because I fell the first lap... Okay, we're gonna we're gonna go back and look at this damn bike. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, either way, the front tire was no good. Yeah, the front yeah, front tire was no good, which is I know it's an easy fix, but right. the forks felt a little harsh to me. Mm-hmm. Um, which again, you can fix. So I wasn't too worried about that. It, it's same as a Hunt, it cornered on a dime, cornered amazing. Like the chassis was really, really, really good. Um, two things I would fix with the motor and then those forks. Yeah. Um, but I would give it the nod above the Honda simply because the motor was, even though it wasn't strong all the way through, it was stronger. Slightly in the, snappy. Slightly snappier, and it was stronger in the areas where you needed it. You know, just yep. to kind of, I mean, I'm telling you, the Honda had nothing down low. So yeah, this no, is, I understand that part. Suzuki was uh, The Suzuki went, we went to a lean coupler, so just FYI. I didn't tell you that, but immediately that's what we do with this bike because... The stock coupler is just kind of bland. I mean, the bike's already bland, so you don't want to even get worse. So we took the lean one. That helps some of that crack, snap, um, <clears throat> snap, crack will pop. And so if you guys out there that are wanting to know what, what coupler, we ran, coupler we ran, we ran the lean coupler, which is the white coupler. So uh, um, fourth place for you, Kawasaki. Let me just say this before you start. I watched you pretty much all day. I, I thought, dude, honestly, I thought you looked best in the Kawasaki. Really? Yeah. And even the, this is what happened. So the Cowie guys were watching you, and they even left their pit to go watch you because I, that's how I did. I went and videoed you because I was like, oh, shit, dude, Rarick's getting into it. Yeah. And you looked good on that bike. You really think so? I just thought, I was like, well, shit, it might be high in your ranking. So it got fourth, <clears throat> but why did why did you like the bike? Hmm. Yeah, I'm surprised you actually said I look good on it. But <laughs> yeah. um, with the Cowie, they're actually... That's another bike that... So I guess coming in today, I had two thoughts in my head were... The perception I had of the Suzuki wasn't good, and it surprised me mm-hmm. in, in, in a good way. Yeah. And the Cowie, I do have prior experience on a Cowie. It was all the way back in 2010, so again, I know it's not really relevant. Right. But I didn't really like... I liked the Cowie 450 back then, but I was not a fan of the 250. So I did have that prior experience. That bike left a sour taste in my mouth, so I was interested to see what they changed since then. Yeah. And again, this Cowie really surprised me in a, a positive way. Um, the motor, there was nothing bad about the motor. It was strong from the bottom all the way through. Mm-hmm. There wasn't, um, we'll get into it later with the other bikes I ranked above and why I ranked above it, but motor-wise on the Cowie, it was a strong motor. It was good bottom all the way to top. There wasn't really a weak area. Um, again, I kind of rode it all throughout. I did it... <clears throat> A couple laps too, where again I kind of changed my style, tried riding smoother. And yeah. I, uh, on the other bikes, we have to go down to second a corner. For example, I leave it in third to see what that would do, yeah. and it would still pull. Okay. So the Cowie motorized is very good. Um, suspension, I didn't well, actually didn't even change any clickers. Uh, I f- everything was fine. It didn't blow through the stroke surprisingly. On a yeah, SFF always seems to like heavier guys. Seems yeah. Tailored because it's a little bit of a stiffer feel. I, I didn't feel. 
Uh, it didn't have like a stink bug feel and it wasn't a chopper. It was very level. Mm -hmm. I like that. Uh, it didn't blow through the stroke. It cornered good, not as well as the Suzuki or the Honda, but it was, it wasn't like, oh, I can't corner this thing. You know right. what I mean? So it cornered good. The reason the Cowie is fourth and not higher is, um, again, most people listening to this might think this is a dumb reason, but that cockpit feel I raved about in the Honda. Yeah. That's the, I did not like that on the Cowie. It was very, so they, the bike feels very level. Mm -hmm. Um, but the bars, the forks, I even, um, went up with the forks in the yep. clamp so it turns better, but it just felt like the, the gap was, if that makes sense, the gap was too much. Like where you're sitting on the bike uh -huh. and holding on the bars, it just felt like the front end was super tall. Okay. The best way to describe yep. it. Very, very tall. Mm -hmm. And it, getting back to what you're saying at the beginning, I'm, I steer with the front. Yep. I had a very hard time in the tight corners. It felt like it was too high for too you high, sitting. Too high, yeah. I almost felt like I was sitting in the bike and yep. not on it. That's yep. the best way to describe so, it. I have the similar feeling. It's just the 971 Ben Bar, which is on the Honda. Yeah. Did you have that feeling on the Honda or no? No, I didn't. Um, it, and then the Cowie, they both have the same bar bend, mm -hmm. but are you a crossbar guy or not? No, crossbar? no, the nine, um... So basically a 971 is a 997. 997, exactly. Yeah. That's the bar I use. Okay. So the bar, that wasn't the issue. I actually like that bar a okay. lot. Um, it was just, I don't really know how to describe it because I changed the fork height, we changed fork, um, we, we changed clickers, and it's just... It just felt tall to yeah, me. Yeah. From from where you're sitting. So, so maybe it was the seat where the seat you're kind of sitting in it. The, a couple of riders before you may mention, hey, I felt like I was in the seat more on yes. the Cowie than I was on top of the bike. Yes, and, and me being a front-end guy, I don't like that feeling. Right. Um, that's the only thing that put Cowie forward. I actually did like it. Mm -hmm. um, I'm still a little shocked because I look best on Dude, it. Dude, I'm telling you, the <laughs> Cowie's got... Even uh, Tommy was here and was like, hey, let's get on a Cowie. I'm like, I know. Huh. I don't yeah, know. Maybe just for feeling it. Maybe you had some, yeah. some sugar. Uh, I don't know. I think the track might have been the best <laughs> one I read that. I don't really know. But um, I did like the Cowie. It really surprised me. Again, I kind of came into today being like, ah, I don't know about the Cowie. You know, we'll see what they change. But I didn't expect it to blow me away. Right. And I don't want to say it blew me away, but it surprised me. Yeah, it, it surprised really, me how good you wrote it. So. Yeah, I would. Uh, I don't think that's a bad... Like, that feeling I'm describing mm -hmm. is just something you adapt to. It's not... I don't want to say it's negative. It's just whatever you're used to. If you right. gave me a week on a Cowie, I, I wouldn't even notice it. Yeah. So, But um, we kind of do it here like, hey, uh, these are the, how the bikes come, stock from you know the manufacturer. If they came off the showroom floor, this is what you ride. And then right. based on, hey, let's base on the decision what I'm going to pay for. And that's what we're talking about here. So. Right, right. Yeah, that, um, like, yeah, I think you could use that no problem. And there's nothing bad about the Cowie. They mm -hmm. didn't have a bad trait. One thing that I know the Cowie 250s, always used to have trouble with and when I previously raced them I could not stand was the transmission mm -hmm. the things would not shift under under load uh, under, uh, yeah, under a heavy load they would not shift and it was like butter I didn't even notice that so I'm glad to see they fixed that because right. that used to be like borderline I agree Cowie was notchy in the past very notchy and yeah. I did not notice it at all yeah. so that I was really happy yeah definitely improvement from Cowie third place Husqvarna FC250 um a little bit of time on this bike before or no? <clears throat> no, actually. Um, I had a Husky 450. Okay. When they first came out. Yeah, I thought you were And on then, Husky. I mean, I've ridden KTM 250s, which people will say KTM slash Husky, same bike. Mm -hmm. Found out today they're actually not. Okay, yeah, let's get to that. So, Husky, let's just skip, skip second for right now. You ranked KTM first, Husky third. Yep. 
So let's give the reasons why Husky is below KTM. What's the differences to you? Well, at first, it's kind of funny because I rode... So the Husky and the KTM, those are two bikes I got to ride twice. Right. The first time I rode the Husky, it blew me away. Uh -huh. I'm like, dude, this... At first, I'm like... It, it felt close to the KTM, mm -hmm. but the first time I rode it, I almost gave the Husky the nod. I'm like, man, this... It, um power-wise was unbelievable that's really what separated the top three bikes the motor was insane i right. felt like it was on a 350 yeah it was so 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 strong i mean anywhere i'd have to be second another bike i could i would be third i wouldn't have to worry about shifting um it would pull say you made a mistake and you were in too low of a gear mm -hmm. didn't matter it would not you wouldn't have to short shift it you, that could, rev gear, it that, you could rev it out right. it could it would over rev is amazing it would just keep pulling and pulling and pulling or if you mess up and you're too high the gear guess what this thing still pulls it has enough it, torque to get you out it, the exact the, the motor was unbelievable mm -hmm. i couldn't i didn't i forgot i was on the 250 to be honest with you yeah. um where the difference lies was the rear end feel so at first i thought um maybe the, I forget his name. The guy was here with Husqvarna. I thought maybe he set my sag higher. I yeah. thought he had a higher or something. But either way, the rear end felt higher, which in turn would make me corner better, being a front-end steering guy. I like that feeling. I don't want to say it was a stink bug, but I do like the rear. I wanted the bike to be level or the rear, if anything, a little higher. I'm not a chopper kind of guy. So I really liked that. The first time I rode the Husky, I could corner, I mean... I just lean my head on the cornering. Right. The thing would corner amazing. But uh, where I really felt the difference was all the the chop or like any jump you have to seat bounce. It wasn't um it wasn't blowing the rear end wasn't blowing through. I felt like it was staying high up in the stroke. On the KTM? No no, it was on, on the husky. Okay, okay. It it was staying really high up in the stroke and mm -hmm. I really, really like that. Um so the first time I rode it, I kind of gave the Husky the nod mm -hmm. because that feeling, it, the, the rigidity is the best way to describe it. The rear end felt rigid, yeah. but I liked that feeling. Okay. Uh, at first I did. Right. I don't know if we should jump ahead. Already. No, that's fine. Let's skip. Let's okay. skip. Let's do Rick's second, the Yamaha, but let's just skip that for right now. Okay. The, where I felt, so the first time I rode the KTM, the rear felt really soft. Uh -huh. um, felt like it was going to, it, it kind of blew through. The front also kind of blew through the stroke at times, but the Husky didn't. Right. I came in. They went stiffer on both fork and shock. Um, I went back out. I didn't get that feeling as much, but I'm like, ah, I'm going to come back to it. Because I, I was really thrown off. The first one with the KTM, the first one with the Husky, I didn't really know which one to give the nod to. Right. Fast forward about an hour and a half, two hours later in the day. Yeah. I rode them both back to back again. Mm -hmm. The difference is the track was super hard packed. Yeah. There was a lot more acceleration chop. It wasn't even like bumps. It was literally just holes, just yeah. chop. And that rid rigid feel I felt on the rear end of the Husky at first did not work later in the day. Okay. It would literally, like, it was so rigid and stiff. Say you're getting on the gas coming out of a corner and there's four holes. Right. The rear end, it would felt like it would hit the first hole and almost skip to hole three. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. Where, like, it wouldn't track through each one yep. you'd kind of get a lot of wheel spin mm -hmm. it was really rigid i think that's why my back is hurting so bad <laughs> um half a marathon did that too too yeah yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly but um the the rear end feel is where the difference lied and then what about engine feeling between these two bikes ktm and husky there really wasn't i so I, you, I didn't notice the difference the ktm husky 
and then even though I ranked the Yamaha second, yeah. those three bikes are in a league of their own engine-wise. Yeah. They're unbelievable. They're, they're amazing. Um, so only difference between KTM and Husky, Husky for you was compliance of absorption. Well, well, so I have a couple other things to say, too. So afterwards, I rode the two back-to-back, and I thought I was going crazy because uh-huh. I'm like... I don't know why the rear end feels so rigid on the Husky and the KTM's got a softer feel to it. Well, after talking to, um, to the guy here with Husky, the, uh, he said the swing arm doesn't flex as much, yep. but the subframe, may, the, the carbon subframe flexes more, okay. so it makes up for that feel. So, like, mm-hmm. basically the rear end won't feel too rigid. Mm-hmm. The flexing of the subframe will make up for it. I did notice the stiffer swing arm. Okay. I did. It was, it was too much for me. Uh-huh. So that's where the difference lied. Like uh, after going back and riding the KTM the second time, that bike did not have a flaw to me. We went stiff on the forks, stiff on the shocks, like I said, yeah. or a shock, like I said. Uh, we actually went too stiff on the forks, so we took I think a half a pound out of air mm-hmm. later in the day. And the KTM, there wasn't a bad thing about it. You liked the, it? I loved it. Um, the steel frame also I know both bikes have the steel frame mm-hmm. and these conditions say the steel frame noticed yeah. or, or worked I noticed it a lot more and it worked a lot better yeah. I think if we were to go trust me I know all about going back east with the steel yeah, frame that's what I mean yeah. I think I think back east I don't think it would be as big of a difference or right. maybe not even noticeable but out here yeah. the steel frame is a huge advantage yeah, that, that flex that flex is that you can corner a dime uh, the bumps you, de- you don't feel as yeah, much. Yeah, out here we got our tracks are good for about two hours in the morning, mm-hmm. and then they go to hard pack, shitty, square edgy shit, and that's where the steel frame is really good. Mm-hmm. You got more traction, it flexes, you can bank off shit, cut down. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what I found myself doing. And again, I don't want to go too fast here, but yep. that's um, that was the difference between the Yamaha mm-hmm. to me and the KTM. Like I, like I said, the KTM and the Husky would literally just be that swing arm slash subframe feel. Yep. That was the difference. I put the Yamaha in between those because the Yamaha and KTM, to me, it's like it's like picking hairs, really. It's, yep. it's so... Flipping hairs a little bit. Yeah, it's... So let's get to the Yamaha. So you love the engine. You said you love the power of the engine. Yeah. I, the Yamaha, that's... The, it's the steel frame. That's yep. the only difference was... I'm sorry, aluminum frame. A lot, yeah. Yamaha's aluminum frame. But... That was what gave KTM the nod. Just compliance. Just compliance. You could, exactly, you didn't, uh, you could turn anywhere. There didn't have to be a rut. There didn't have to right. be a berm, nothing. You could just corner on anything. Uh, all the acceleration chop I mentioned earlier, you didn't get the feeling as much. On, on the KTM, you didn't right. get that jolt to your back as mm-hmm. much. On the Yamaha, I felt, it's almost like I could count the bumps on a the track. Bit, yeah, stiffer feel. It was a very stiffer feel. In, and then I was looking right here at your sheet, and you, you ranked the engine, the Yamaha, best. Yes, so, slightly, slightly. Yeah. And like I said, it's just... Why is the engine a little bit better than KTM? I, it's a little stronger on the bottom. Yeah. It's a little stronger uh, mid slash top. I'd put them right close together. Yeah, almost identical. Yeah, I would give it a little bit more on the bottom, or I mean, I would, the Yamaha has a little bit more on the bottom. Yeah, um, that's where the difference lied to me, though. That's the only reason the Yamaha didn't win. What about cornering the Yamaha? Do you have any problems with that? No, I didn't. Um, but again, that is a bike I'm comfortable on. Yeah. So some people struggle. I've heard the comment mentioned they struggle to corner the Yamaha, but I'm that's something I'm used to. So going back, like say some people maybe say the, the Cali corner is great. I struggle just because of the feel and I'm not used to it. So you got to also take into account what bike I'm used to riding. Let me tell you my theory behind this. And we I've kind of like listened to all this shit for many years about this bike. So my theory is you're a good rider. 
you have good technique. You can do certain things on a motorcycle. I'm a fairly good rider. I work on my technique. I can corner fairly well. I have no problem cornering Yamaha. You don't have any cornering. It's not so much people think, oh, he's a taller guy. It's better for the taller guy. Well, we're working with 250s here, so I don't think that is big of a, as a thing is people that have good technique. If you have good proper technique and cornering character, the Yamaha is just fine. Yeah. If you're flawed in that area, then that's where the Yamaha will be like, give you a little bit of problems. I think that's why people, you know, that aren't as good of riders flock to a Honda or a Suzuki or maybe even a KTM for cornering just because it flops down a little bit easier. But man, to me, getting into a corner on a Yamaha is a lot easier than yeah. just because of the good compliance and suspension so I can go into the corner faster. Yeah. These other bikes predict my corner because of the straightaway before it. Right. So that's that's my thing. But I, so, I, I would agree. Yeah, I <clears throat> I didn't have any negative comments about the Yamaha. Right. Again, I'm used to it, so I mean, that's something to take into consideration, but I really liked it all the way through. I mean, it like cornered well, uh, suspension. I didn't even change the clicker. Yeah. Um, I did try um, a more aggressive map. Yeah. And that I, th again, it it did obviously make the motor stronger all the way through. <clears throat> that wasn't. <clears throat> excuse me. That wasn't the difference why I put Yamaha first in the motor department, even without that map. Right. It is still better. Slightly, not not huge difference. And then another thing people complain about the Yamaha's. Um, which obviously is an easy fix, but how wide it feels, mm -hmm. you know, the wide shrouds and everything. But I've mean, done the measurements, dude. It's not, it's barely like from well, the, it's I was not gonna that say, much like, wider. when I got on any other bike today, yeah, I mean, are they thinner? Yes, but did I get on it and say, oh, holy shit, this thing's way thinner? No, right. it's so, visual, it's yeah. a visual thing because the tops of the shrouds are, are, are fatter, mm -hmm. the other ones have a thinner line, you know, and the Yamahas are a little thicker on top, but the overall width of the shroud is damn near the same so, yeah well, uh, it's a perception thing i would be a hundred percent confident in lining up to race yamaha or ktm honestly even a husky yeah. those three they're really in a league of their own yeah um that rigid feel like i said maybe if we took the husky back east yeah um maybe i wouldn't even notice it right but today a day like today i did notice it yeah. that made it go down in my book um the yamaha the only negative would be the aluminum to steel frame yeah that's the only negative what about lap before we get off this thing here what about electric start does it matter to you do you like mm -hmm. it i mean obviously you like it i understand that but it doesn't matter to you for purchasing a bike um no not really you don't mind kicking it i don't um i mean hydraulic clutch how oh, that matters okay. yeah that like matters that? yes i do like that a lot you answer that quick so yeah yeah, yeah. Right. i uh <laughs> to be honest because i used to race ktms i forgot how nice that hydraulic clutch is yeah i really did i got so used to the cable it didn't even matter you know yeah. and like the hydraulic, so that, clutch. the hydraulic clutch means more to you than electric start yes the electric start it's like it's not like what's we're in 2000 riding a 426 that needs a hot start yeah, lever, and they don't, center, that like bitch, exactly yeah. like these bikes start really easily right. so does it take longer to kick a bike? Yeah, but I mean, um, it you're doesn't. 25. You're still good. You're not yeah, 40. Maybe like when me. I hit, maybe when I hit plus 30, then I'll. Want to Easy, bro. Easy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's Seth's score. So Seth, just to recap: KTM first, second Yamaha, third Husky, fourth Cowie, fifth Suzuki, sixth is the Honda. The chassis he ranked 
KTM, Husky, Yamaha, Suzuki, Honda, Cowie. The suspension, he ranked KTM, Yamaha, Husky, Honda, Suzuki, and Cowie. And engine, again, Yamaha, KTM, Husky, Cowie, Suzuki, Honda. Well, thanks for coming. Thanks for having me. And you're going to be sore for two days? Yeah, I think I'm taking the rest of the week off. All right. Sorry, Coop. Jimmy, you're fucked. <laughs> Sess out. Okay, going down the last couple podcasts for the first day at uh, Milestone 2018-250 shootout. Um, Matt Suravog. Well, not no badge. No, no badge. It looks like badge. looks like badge, but it's not. Okay. He's returning from 450. I had a couple guys that returned from 450, um, but I figured Matt's one of the key guys that we could use for at least one day to uh, really see what the average consumer buyer is. He's not the ideal weight for a 250 um, four-stroke, but um, you know I see a lot more vet guys riding 250Fs now just because they're easier to handle, easier to ride, and I even kind of commented to Matt earlier in the day that he was probably could ride a 250F faster than he could probably ride a 450 for the simple fact that it's easier to corner, it's lighter, yes it's not as fast, but uh, I think he can charge harder and give you more confidence. So that's my thoughts, but I'm going to let him talk about his rankings. Um, starting off at 6th place, not a huge shocker, Suzuki RMZ 250. Um, let, me, let me take a stab at this. <laughs> Because I've done several before this, <laughs> the engine just wasn't exciting for you. It wasn't, and uh, I didn't write notes down on that right off the bat. Seeing that uh, with my hefty weight, I'm a little more of a 450 rider. Right. So uh, I had to ride the first couple 250s, you know, before I started maybe bashing some motors. And uh, as soon as I went back to that one, yeah, it was definitely the slowest of the bunch. Um, bottom end feel for Suzuki. It was week two. It really didn't have any point where it excited me at all. Mm -hmm. Off the bottom, you know, for cornering, it wasn't bad. Yeah. But coming out of the corner and you twisted the throttle, I mean, it didn't excite me from mid, top, bottom, like none of it really. And, you're, and just to clarify, you're five, nine, ten? Eight and a half-ish. Five, eight, and you're 200 pounds. Yes. So, like we said, you're not the ideal weight for these bikes, but uh, you, need, you do need some motor. Yes. Um, and you ride 450s most of the time, so I kind of had to remind you to downshift more than you're used to. You rev her out. Yep. Yeah, you got to rev her down. So uh, Suzuki, sixth place. Let's talk about the suspension on Suzuki. I've had some positives. I've had some negatives. What do you feel about the suspension? Out of all the suspensions, this one's definitely the most harsh. Okay. You know, everything from uh, the rollers in the back yep. to small chop, to slap down landings just everything was harsh to me like it felt like it didn't want to move i tried stiffening up a little bit and it really didn't help and okay. i thought maybe it would since i am heavy for all these suspensions yeah. and uh i yeah of all the suspensions it ranked down toward the bottom also okay um cornering you said you liked the way it cornered yeah it wasn't bad okay i mean the first thing in the morning it was muddy but uh yeah i mean all the 250s handle pretty damn good yeah and uh, this one was uh, it was pretty easy to stay in ruts, or you could rail the outside. Front end was a little twitchy, where I try to like just give it gas around the outside of a corner, mm -hmm. and uh, the front end was you know just kind of try to tuck every now and then, okay. which made me a little uneasy. But yeah. you know, besides that, like it, it wasn't bad. Let's say someone uh, gave you a Suzuki, would you still have fun on it? 
Oh, I would have a blast. Um, I mean, uh, here's my here's my thoughts on this. Suzuki's probably gonna have good incentives for these bikes. Um, I don't know if Suzuki's gonna sell a ton of these motorcycles, but I wouldn't shun away from riding one of these bikes if it had a good motor. You can always get suspension probably decent. Um, I don't know if I would keep the PSF2 fork. I would probably go with a... Man, I'd probably go with a KYB spring fork from Technical Touch or something like that and then just do the motor. But to me, some of these Supercross, Renacross teams are going to the Suzuki's because this chassis is tailor-made for something tight and it corners well and they get a motor under it. I think it could be really good. Um, The track we rode today was was an arena cross obviously but it was a tighter for a moto track yeah yeah more corners than you're used to more corners and uh <laughs> I, I had a lot of fun at milestone and i haven't ridden there in years yeah well yeah. how long has it been since you've been there probably at least four years probably oh wow you gotta get out more man and i'm like you i Stay like staying those at home. fire roads that you, you know, race on. i like staying at home <laughs> and i like the close tracks yeah. calm sunrise that's because we live in california where it's shitty traffic all the time you yep. don't want to go down the hill exactly um, Fifth place, Kawasaki KX250. Um, first thing, first thought that you came to your mind that you liked about the bike? Bottom end. Yeah? Real snappy. Okay. I felt like uh, between that and Yamaha, it definitely had the best bottom ends. Yeah. The Kawi felt a little a little snappier. You know, coming out of a corner, it was just like it was snappy out of the corner, which was, for me, I mean, I really liked it for being heavier. Right. But the engine did fall off flat, I felt, on the top end. Yeah. Um, does this engine get you excited? It does. Okay. It, it does. Just It's so snappy. Even when you first put your leg on it and mm-hmm. you're just riding in to enter the track, you're just like, yacht, 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 yacht. And you're like, wow, it's, just, it's snappy. It's there, you know? Did you change maps with this bike? We did. We started with the uh, stock coupler. Okay. Which uh, was a little more tame on the tame side. Right. And it definitely livened the motor up when we put the more aggressive coupler in it. Um, did you change? Did he change anything else besides couplers, or just couplers only? Couplers and suspension. We okay. went a little stiffer. Yep. We went uh, three clicks uh, on the uh, compression. Okay. He on didn't, the fork or the shock? On, on the fork. Uh-huh. And uh, we went in an eighth of a turn on the um, high-speed rebound. Okay. You know, but we didn't touch any of the preload or anything like that on the uh, high-speed rebound fork. or high-speed compression. High-speed compression. Yeah, okay. So you yeah. said rebound. I was like, yeah, no. Like, what the fuck are you talking about here? Yeah, I got lost. <laughs> <in a second. laughs> so. Uh, uh, this bike, between 5th and 6th, would you say there's a big difference? I believe so. For me, 1 through 5 was harder and probably tighter than when I did the 450s. Oh, really? Yeah, they all have their, this one's a little better, but it was like, man, any one of these could go up on my list. Like, they were all fun. They all handled well. And it's just kind of like, I think different tracks would kind of put other bikes in front of the other, you yeah. know, with, with engine character. Right. Um, fourth place, FC 250. I think I was looking at this before we started this, and I to jump ahead, so I've done this a couple times today. Fourth place was the Husky. First place was the KTM. So that's a big gap between the Husky and the KTM. So what creates that big gap for you between those two bikes, starting with the Husky? Uh, it would have to be the top end and uh, over rev on the Husky. Uh-huh. I felt like bottom to mid, it mimicked the KTM okay. perfectly. Uh-huh. But the KTM, would it would keep pulling and making power where the Husky would start falling off and you'd need to shift to the next gear. Okay. So that, for me, was kind of what put it down. And it could have very easily been in second, mm-hmm. you know, but I've kind of bouncing all these bikes around and it, it ended up where it ended up. Um, fork? 
feel on the Husky? Pretty good. Uh -huh. I had, I thought was far more comfortable air fork on these 250s and it was on the 450s. Yeah, you're dealing with less weight. It's probably easier to Yeah, handle. like yeah. they were nice. And I would say between the air forks on uh, the KTM and Husky, uh -huh. to me felt pretty dang similar to the Honda. Okay. Like in, in the way they're performed. And I think if you were to blindfold me, I would be hard for me to tell the difference between those three forks apart from each other. Um, electric start, there's not... You know, not every bike in the 250 class has electric start. Obviously, KTM and Husky do. Um, I, I'll probably talk to you about this on the 450, but for those new to this podcast, is it important for you to have an electric start or no? Uh, I do like it, but it's at the bottom of my list, mm -hmm. you know? So it's not like if it doesn't have one, oh, it's ranked last. Yeah. It, it is nice, but all these 250s, I, first kick, I had no problem starting any one of them. Right. Um what about the chassis, the steel frame on the Husky, the cornering character? Milestone got hard packed later in the day. Um, what do you feel like the chassis is like on the Husky? I mean, between that and the suspension, it's hard for me to kind of decipher which is which. Uh -huh. Pretty comfortable. Okay. You know, there's a couple corners that, you know, I kept taking the outside where it had some pretty gnarly acceleration bumps, uh -huh. and I was hitting them every lap. And, I mean chassis everything it didn't step out from underneath me it stayed straight and it was actually pretty comfortable even when i sat on the couch oh, what, oh what's the couch the, the seat? seat oh yeah is it soft yeah yeah they feel good but you know you like you yell at me sometimes because i tend to uh sit on that yeah, couch a little too much you seat bounce a lot people like i tell him to get off his ass and stand up which is tough to do i'm not going to say it's easy to do but when you come out of a corner you got to stand up try to soak a jump get far forward Matt's working on putting his weight forward. He's a desert guy, so he uh, tends to put his weight towards the back. So he's working on his moto skills. We're getting uh, better. I like to think I rode decent today. Yeah, he did good. So third place, Yamaha. Um, things you liked about the engine? The bottom end. Yeah. You know, especially coming off a of 450. Um, they had that bottom end to get me out of corners, okay. which was, you know, really nice for some of these jumps that were right out of corners. It yeah. was, I can just, brrrr, just almost like a 450 right. with less power. Right. But uh, that was probably my favorite thing is just the bottom end. It didn't rev as far as probably a couple of the other bikes, mm -hmm. but it made up for that just with that grunt down low and you could short shift it. You could next gear, next gear, next gear, not worry about it falling on its face. Um Suspension is as good as a 450 on this bike. I think so. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. It's my my favorite suspension out of all of them. It has the most comfort. Yeah, and it held up pretty well even without me having to adjust anything. Okay, just set in the sag and it had a plush feeling through everything, braking bumps, acceleration bumps. But I felt like with uh, a couple of jumps, I OJ'd a little bit. Right. It didn't like just blow through. Okay. So it had some dampening left over for you. It did, yes. And I even second round actually went up a couple uh, clicks on the compression on the front and went in a quarter turn on the uh, high speed on the rear. Yeah. And it made it a little better. It actually gave it a little more plush feel. Yeah. You know, in my brain, it would think it'd get more harsh. Yeah, I was watching you earlier today. And for those guys that can relate to Matt, Matt, you know, he jumps the jumps, but maybe he doesn't butter the downsides just right. Maybe he's a little bit on top. And so the, the suspension kind of moves and slaps down and... To me, I figure like, hey, you know, pay attention because you're feeling this sensation of like, ah, oh, man, it's a little harsh through my hands. Well, the, the stroke's getting deep, so he's using a lot of that that suspension, um, which can be more forgiving if you downside 
every single jump but as you're getting better as a rider as you're learning all these things that you want to kind of stiffen it up so the i want to say what's the word for it you have some extra room to do if in case you make a mistake so you have some real estate you know stiffening it up yeah you might not have as much um comfort in that small stuff but you guys will learn how to jump you're on a 250f you're getting used to it you might come up short stiffening up the suspension is not a bad thing to do and i think that's why you were kind of going during the day yeah yeah after i uh, did it on on the first bike <clears throat> i kind of carried that through all the other bikes and automatically let's stiffen it up right and it helped a lot i'm more of a guy where i'll ride it oh, i'm comfortable i'll leave it right you know and now that it's kind of opened my eyes a little bit like wow we stiffened it up and these most of these bikes they handled better yeah you know they felt better they felt the suspension felt a little more plush a little Settled more comfort little yeah. Bit, yeah and i was like you know most brains will tell you you know going stiffer is going to make it stiffer but not really yeah honda crf 250r second place um new bike spring fork electric start um gained some weight um but it seems like you like it a lot you ranked it second i did um engine feel for you very playful okay you know it, it is lacking out of the bunch probably bottom end uh -huh. to pull you out of that corner yeah but i definitely think it makes up for it in mid to top yep like uh. it just it keeps pulling and it just makes it makes it fun because instead of shifting the next gear you're coming up to a jump face you just give it more throttle and stay in one gear and it's got more than enough to clear almost everything at the track yeah so it revs really far yes. um for a 250f um i would venture to say farther than any other bike in the shootout is that something you had to get used to to leave it in one gear and shift <laughs> definitely i'm more of a short shift type of guy uh -huh. I, I feel bad when i'm revving motors out so i had to get used to it and get used to maybe hearing a little bit of that rev limiter right but uh that's how the bike wants to be ridden and it, just, it made it fun for me it was real fun coming through some of these jumps and out of corners and just giving it a handful and not having to shift and having more than enough to get over some of these bigger jumps at milestone yeah, it's surprising to me because I, if i would have picked like hey what kind of engine matt would have favored or just bike i would say yamaha just because the torque because you would need that um so it's shocking to me that you can you can adapt to the Honda not having as much bottom in, but yet you can ride it mid to top where it revs really good. And, you know, you said you playful is a good word. You know, it has good RPM response, but it doesn't have that sheer torque. Um, but I guess, you know, if you're revving the crap out of it, it, yeah. it seems to work pretty good. Yeah, I mean, it can definitely eat you alive if you, you shift it too early. Yeah. Or you shift it early and hit something that's a little little deep or loamy. Right. It'll, it'll it'll eat you real fast. It'll let you know, yes. hey, I need to be downshifted. Yes. <laughs> um, fork and shock. A lot of praise for this bike. Um, ranked it second, and you like this suspension. I did. The suspension worked real well. Had a little more of a, a harsh feel than the Yamaha. Uh-huh. But after the Yamaha, I think this is probably the next best suspension. I mean, the rear shock definitely had more of a, a plush, pillowy feel for me, uh -huh. where the fork didn't. I mean, it was still soft and but and held up, but uh, I got a little bit of that jarring effect, you know, through my through my wrists, but it wasn't bad. You know, I, after a couple laps, I didn't really notice it, and the bike was just so fun to, to ride that... I was just having a blast on that yeah, day. I feel like you're a Honda guy. I feel like every time I do the shootouts, you keep yeah. riding, you know, you're riding these red bikes, and 
feel like you're leaning towards that way for some new purchase here pretty soon. Uh, it, it could be. Hey, could just, be. just to get off the subject real quick, would you go buy a 250 since you're a forward? I mean, you're 200 Honestly, pounds? Honestly, I would. Yeah. I had fun. I think, I mean. When you got it, let's, let's put it this way. You have a two-stroke. Yeah. In your garage. Oh, I'd replace it with a 250F in a heartbeat. Is it, is it more fun than your two-stroke? Way more. I mean, the two-stroke's fun for maybe some gnarly single track, but right. all in all, I think the 250's way better and more fun and easier to ride than the two-stroke. Yeah, I think you can be more aggressive. I think you can learn some more things to, yes. on a 250F. Yeah, you know? I, I think for my the racing, 450, but I think these tracks, you know, yeah, Sunrise, Comp, stuff like that, I think the 250F would be better for learning for me but yeah. they're just they're fun they're light you don't get as tired right and more than enough power you know what about uh chassis overall cornering on the honda you can corner this thing pretty good or no yeah okay. i thought it was real good real easy to to uh, change lines mm -hmm. you can rail the outside and then just cut inside you could be in the middle of a rut and you can jump out of it and cut the corner even more you like, feel the weight because it's one of the most heaviest bikes in the class. Well, when I first got on, I rode it after the KTM, mm -hmm. and as soon as I got on it, I went, "Wow, this thing feels heavy." Okay. But after about a couple corners, and I start focusing on everything else on the track, I didn't notice it. It was easy to lean over, easy to change direction in the air. You know, like I felt like I can kind of get loose on this bike in the air and not be so stiff, like I got something up my ass. <laughs> God forbid if you got that. <laughs> so electric star, it's pretty bitching. Um, you ranked the KTM first because of why? Just I think the whole package in general. Uh -huh. The motor was good. It had maybe not the most bottom end, mm -hmm. but it was pretty dang close. Yep. But it pulled through the mid and then the top. You know where. It would keep going farther than I felt comfortable. You know, I'd be coming out of a corner the next straightaway, and I'm holding it on. I'm like, God, it's, it's still got more. And I'm like, all right, I'm getting uncomfortable. I'm coming into this corner fast, and it still had more. Like, it was good. The yeah. motor was really Dude, good the, on the The thing. KTM, it's so linear. Like you, like you said, it doesn't have that RPM torque response down low, but it's just so easy to ride and smooth. And then once you get past that initial below 6,000, 7,000 RPM, Dude, it pulls so hard. Yeah. And it, it just, and it's so easy to ride. Yeah, there's um, the one straightaway we had, and I was like, oh, I'm getting on it pretty good. And I'm like, you know, let me just leave it in this gear and just open it full throttle. Yeah. And I'm like, wow. Like, there was more than what I was giving it, and I, it really surprised me. Oh, yeah. And then after I found that out, I kind of adapted and rode with it, and it was just a blast to ride. Like, all around the handling. Cornery has fork. How's the it airport? was good. Same like, thing as the Husky feel? Yeah. Um, like you couldn't even, you like you said, you'd think it's a spring fork if you blindfolded yeah. If you blindfolded me, I mean, mm -hmm. I'd tell the difference between Yamaha and that, but like the Honda and everything else, like I wouldn't be able to tell. It worked way better, I feel like, on the 250 than yeah. the 450. Yeah. Um, did the KTM corner better than the Husky? They were probably pretty similar. Yeah. They were pretty similar. I could do the exact same thing on both bikes. I could change lines like the Honda. And uh, there was one out of a roller, like a flat left-hand corner, mm -hmm. where with the, definitely the Honda Husky and the and the uh, KTM, I would, like, land on the front tire, and I could still lean the bike over and just cut the corner. Like, okay. it, it made me feel good. It, I could change lines with it. Were you on map one or map two with the, with the Husky and the two. KTM? Two. Two. So I tried one, and one wasn't bad. But I like two, just gave it that little more aggressive feel, you know, for a 250. Did you ever reach out for the TC? 
I, I didn't. Okay. I probably wished a couple of the bikes that went out right after they watered yeah. would have maybe had it. Yeah. But every time I jumped on those bikes, the track was actually pretty damn good where I didn't need it. Yeah, I feel like TC is more more geared toward the 450, man, because I've, I've tried TC on the 250, and I wasn't a huge fan of it. You know, I'm like, eh, it's kind of, like, lethargic. I get the point of it. But the 450, yeah, there's a lot of motor there, and I feel like that is more geared toward that bike. I don't really feel like I need to touch the TC on a 250. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hydraulic clutch. We talk about this all the time, but you you like a hydraulic clutch? I do. Okay. It, it feels nice, and that's one thing I'll say about the clutch is, like, we'll go back to the Suzuki. Yeah. The clutch pull on that thing was horrendous. Okay. It was real stiff. Yeah. I got on the Yamaha, and it was, like, smooth, buttery smooth. Like, it had really light springs, and it never slipped or anything for me, but I was like, wow. And then same thing with KTM and Husky is uh, the hydraulic clutch is just, it's real smooth where I'm more of a, on the clutch with, I'm a middle finger guy on the clutch. Okay. And I found myself on, like, the KTM and Husky. I could use, you know, my number one finger. Right. And it was a little more comfortable because it had a little easier pull to it. Mm-hmm. So you ranked the KTM first, the Yamaha second. Would you go purchase a KTM over a Yamaha? You're going 250. Yeah. Okay. I, I think so. Um, I mean, it would come down to, if I, I mean, before how, price, if it was uh, cheaper, you know, or even just the same price, I probably would. Like, it's a good bike. I felt, even in the air. Like, the bike definitely felt lighter than the other bikes. Shit, it's over you know, 10 pounds or whatever, yeah. lighter. Even in the air, like, I felt like, oh, I mean, I wouldn't say I was whipping the bike. We'd say butt whip, but, yeah. like, oh, I'd kind of get the bike sideways. I could bring it back. I'm like, yeah, flickable. It's, it's fun. Yeah. It was just very fun for me to ride. Um, it's funny because Seth Rarick said, man, these bikes, the KTM and the Husky feel like 350s. They're so fast. Like, they just yeah. keep pulling, 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 you know? So, uh, and, the, and, the, and the Yamaha, he said, like, and like you said, yeah, it has good bottom mid, but maybe not quite as much top as a KTM. Yeah. See, I honestly feel like if you took that Honda, yeah, kept everything the same, and gave it that Yamaha bottom mid, oh, it'd be a winner. It'd be so good. Yeah. I, I agree with you, man. Like, here's the deal. I test for Honda, and I did stuff for Honda, and I've helped this bike along as it went along. And that's, you know, as you guys heard in um, the intro part of this podcast, um, I just feel like I didn't need to be part of this the shootout just for transparency. I didn't want to be like, hey, I'm in the shootout and I rank the Honda whatever. But to me, it would rank down in the charts because it doesn't have torque. But if it had torque, dude, it would be good because I love the chassis. Yeah. Even in testing, when we were testing it, you know, I love the chassis and suspension. I just, we always were asking for more torque. You know, obviously, you get what you get. But, yeah. man, if it, if it had a little bit more compression, get a piston in there, some mufflers. The 27 that comes out of that thing. Um, yeah, I think it would be good. But, yeah, KTM has a good bike, man. So does Yamaha 250. I think those two bikes are solid for me. Um, what about the brakes on the KTM? They were good. Yeah, the Brembo's are so good, They were dude. good. There were some corners I was coming into pretty fast, and I'm like, you know, it was it was good. I was like, wow, I'm not giving it much pressure, and this thing, it's stopping in a hurry. Yeah, Brembo's are great. So... All right. Well, you ranked the KTM. You went to Orange Brigade side, which is kind of shocking to me. So he ranked the KTM first, second Honda, third Yamaha, fourth Husky, fifth Cowie, sixth the Lonely Suzuki. I know. It just it feels dated when you ride it. That's yeah, what sucks. What, a couple of people said that compared to like you ride all the bikes. It just it feels dated. Yeah, that's people so say. So hopefully, I think we'll get a facelift next year. Hopefully. Yeah, so do I. I hope so. Suzuki gets some stuff together and. And makes a good bike because, I mean, there's some good traits about that bike that I do like. Um, chassis, KTM, Honda, Husky, Yamaha, Cowie, and Suzuki. 
Suspension for Matthew is Yamaha, Honda, KTM, Husky, Cowie, Suzuki, and engine, KTM, Yamaha, Honda, Husky, Kawasaki, Suzuki. Um, so we're going to tally all these suckers up, give you a winner, and um, so you'll have to listen to us at work tomorrow. Uh, first thing in the morning on the way to work, I'll be listening gonna to it. We're going to find a winner out. We're going to find a winner. He has to get up at 3 in the morning, so he grinded it out. Grinded it out. Yep. All right, buddy. Thanks, man. Uh, thank you. Okay, guys, last interview of the day for the 2018 250 shootout at Milestone. I have none other than the Randy Big Dog Richardson, famous for, go ahead, say it, fastest man in? Fastest man in Piedmont. FMIP. You've probably seen the stickers around... Um, I put it on my helmet. I run them. That's good. People are like, hey, FMF. I'm like, nope. It's not FMF. FMIP. FMIP. Well, for so many years, Mike Brown tried to get that uh, title, and he couldn't. He couldn't do he it? couldn't do it, no. So I'm still reigning fastest man in Piedmont. <laughs> so Randy is how old, Randall? 51 years old. I'm a senior citizen. He's a senior citizen, 51 years old, height, weight? 5'10", 178. And you would consider yourself what type of rider? Uh, had raced pro class many, many years ago, but I'd consider myself now intermediate, like fast intermediate level for good. fast you, intermediate vet. Yeah, I would say you probably could win that class, no problem. Okay, so Jody can suck it. Uh, <laughs> I've never raced in an orange helmet, so I'm good. <laughs> All right, well, he's uh, usually not a 250F guy, you're more of a one twenty-five guy, you like those, right? I love two strokes. Yes, I do. So uh, he is the opposite of yet. me. Yeah, <laughs> we discussed the, this on the way down the I'm hill. I'm the yang to your yin. <laughs> so he rode all day today. Um, this is his first time he's been in a shootout, but I thought it was important to have his age demographic and ability in this shootout because, like I said. Um, I think more and more you will see guys um, Randy's age getting these bikes because they're not as threatening as a 450. Um, they're easy to ride and they're fun. So if it's not a two-stroke, I think this is something that will keep the fun in your riding, 250F. Absolutely. I think that all the bikes and uh, and four-strokes in general, I think they're very user-friendly, very rider-friendly, very uh, user-friendly power delivery, what have you. Right. So it makes riding easier, which makes riding fun. And uh, personally, just not interested in a 450. To me, it's just, it's it's so much bike, you know? Yeah. So uh, I could think I can go as fast as I would ever need to go on a 250F. Yeah, absolutely. And it has enough torque and enough ease of riding to ride them lazy and slow or ride them hard and aggressive, and that's that's what I like. So sixth place, you have the Suzuki RMZ 250. Mm -hmm. um, this has kind of been where it's at all day with everybody. I know you haven't really listened to everybody's uh, um, conversations with me, but it's been between fourth and sixth. You ranked it sixth. Um, let's get to let's dive into what you do like about the Suzuki. Um, I'm definitely sensitive to the ergonomics, the feel of the bike. Like when I first sit on the bike, is it comfortable? Uh, that rider triangle. The transition of plastic to seat to shroud to number plates is definitely a comfortable bike, so I like that right away, um, and, uh, and it's, that was a plus for me when right. I first got on it. Um, 
things I didn't like about it. Uh, today, I've become a fan of Electric Star, to be honest. Okay, that's, that's kind of a question cool. I've been asking yeah. guys here. I go, mm -hmm. does Electric Star make or break a purchase for you? Yeah, for me, I've been I've been kickstarting a bike since I uh, started riding at the age of four. Mm -hmm. So, so you think kickstarting a bike is not a big deal, but when you start with that electric start and see how easy that is, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Wow, I can get used to this. Yeah. Right? So, um, yeah. So uh, it definitely had quick handling, which I think Suzuki is is known for. Uh, it felt uh, quick turn in and, and nimble in the tighter corners and things like that, but still felt stable at speed. Mm -hmm. um, when I did go back out, when I went on the Suzuki for the first time there, it was right after, uh, freshly after they'd watered the track. So um, I kind of tiptoed around some corners and stuff. Wasn't super uh, impressed with. It had the, the OE tires on it we talked about were the Dunlop yeah, yeah. Uh, MX-52s, which I think uh, isn't, you know, wasn't the best tire for the track conditions we were riding on. I don't think so, that's the best tire for any condition, personally. Like, okay. those are, to me, I don't really care for those tires. Mm -hmm. And um, just like you said, it always feels vague. I don't know where the braking point is, so I agree. Mm -hmm. And, and again, I wasn't pushing the bike that much. I was kind of tiptoeing around with the conditions. It did, the track kind of came in uh, into some good conditions before I finished the session on it. And the tires started to come around. The bike started to come around. I got more comfortable on it. Mm -hmm. But still, just uh, never felt, uh, just didn't feel great on the bike. Engine was a bit, to me, a bit lacking. Right. And uh, need some more torque out of it. Is that what you're? Yeah, looking I think for? so. Yeah, I need a little more torque. Yeah, yeah. I, most of the riders were saying it just, just kind of was vanilla down low. It wasn't really that exciting. Mm -hmm. It didn't get me out of a corner in a hurry. And uh, um, RPM response, okay. Throttle response, or is that still kind of lacking for you as well? Um, for me, you know, again, I'm 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 an old two-stroke holdout and carburetor. That's that's just what I ride personally, right? right. So so at my age and my uh, life situation, I just ride a motorcycle for fun. That, right. That's all. So for me, all of them have there's such a, an amazing instantaneous throttle response with the EFI. That's just you know, it's I'll say it's new to me, but it's new to me, right? So I don't ride them that much. So and when you first start leaving out of the pits, the the throttle position is so sensitive. And they're almost like you know, like burp, 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 kind of so yeah. sensitive. But Crisp. once you get on the track, I don't know. This is, yeah. you know, you roll the gas on, and I think it's I think it was fine. I didn't have any issues, negative issues with that at all. Cornering the Suzuki, cornering I, again. I think it's um, the, in the little tight little switchback. There was a tight right, like second gear, kind of seat bounce, a little double, quick land and quick left turn. It was very quick and agile there, which I, I would expect that from a Suzuki. Yeah. Um, and uh, so I was good with that. Um, but again, stable at speed too. Some of the faster straightaways, it never felt, it did not feel in any way twitchy. So I don't think I gave up stability to have that nimble hammer. Definitely um, could. And we talked about this too as well. Suspension, you just kind of left everything alone. You really didn't screw with it that much. You just kind of, yeah, everything it, felt pretty good for you and you weren't too picky on the suspension all day with any bike, correct? Correct. And I, and, and maybe that's, you know, lack of lack of seat time, mm -hmm. or just comfort level with my own personal bikes at home, or whatever. But, but yeah, I didn't have them, good or bad. I didn't have anyone change a clicker all day, right? Or a you just or showed a, up, rode they, they, it. Like they, it was. I sat on them. They set sag. Um, I moved on a couple of bikes. I moved the clutch lever 
That was it. I never moved bar position because I just wanted to ride them exactly like like the average consumer. And I I hate to say this, but like the average consumer is going to ride at home and be afraid to adjust anything. And they're just going to ride it as is. So I wanted to ride it as is. (laughs) It's funny you say that because you say afraid to adjust anything. Yeah. And to me, I mean, for those of you guys listening out there, you know what your what your traits are and your habits are. But I go to the track. The average guy that wants to go ride his dirt bike, okay, one, you're excited when you wake up in the morning. You want to go to the track. Two, you might have three or four of your buddies with you. So there's those guys egging you on to unload, get dressed. And once you get there, the excitement can overwhelm you. And chances are you don't check your sag because I'm pretty sure you didn't do it in your garage with your wife with all your gear on. And if you did, you probably did it with street clothes on, which isn't the right way. Correct. So he is right, and that's where air forks come into play and all these things that no one no one screws with. Um, so there is some some clout to what you're saying. You just kind of want to go ride it and just enjoy yourself and, and at least set the sack. So that's what you did. Yeah, and... and- and like personal bikes, I you know have a 07 KX 252 stroke that I ride kind of moto and in the woods, and I'll make adjustments to the suspension depending on how I'm riding the bike. I'll soften it up to let it settle in more in the woods. I'll stiffen it up to when I'm going to ride moto. But today, I just rode them as is. Mm-hmm. I didn't take the time. I don't think that I had that much conditioning in me to to take the time to, yeah. to fine tune some adjustments. Yeah, I rode at I rode at eighty five percent all day long yeah. because I knew that if I came out and tried to uh, you know throw down my fast laps, whatever that speed is, mm-hmm. throw down my fast laps at a hundred percent, then the last bike I rode would be at sixty percent and that yeah. wouldn't be fair. Right. So uh years ago when we were testing tires, I think the thing is I want you to ride the same speed all day. Yeah. If that's at hundred percent, fine. Right. But if it's not it's eighty five percent, do eighty five percent. Right. So. so fifth place you have the Husqvarna mm-hmm. F C two fifty. Um things that you did like about this bike um right away when you got on the track. Definitely a fan of uh the hydraulic clutch. So it and the KTM as well, but I like the hydraulic clutch. Um power delivery was was good it seemed to have a lot of bottom end torque so um riding a four stroke generally gives you that in comparison to a two stroke but mm-hmm. uh it had it had a lot of torque down low it didn't seem to to me to the over rev with the husqvarna wasn't as strong as with the ktm okay um the ktm to me kind of continued to pull and I guess we can kind of compare and go back now since, you know, KTM, he ranked fourth mm-hmm. and the Husky fifth. So what did you like? Like you said, you, you said you thought it revved out mm-hmm. or didn't rev out. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. It seemed like the Husqvarna, uh, they both had similar torque down low, but the Husqvarna didn't seem to carry as far into third gear in some sections um, as the KTM did. The Husqvarna didn't as far as the KTM did. And... But either one of them I could kind of ride some stuff in second or third gear mm-hmm. or I could ride in third or fourth which okay. was good I like that it was really broad power delivery which was nice but the KTM revved longer um, did you have I mean we didn't we didn't I know you don't say suspension but did you notice any difference between the two bikes to, for me to be honest not much I, th- I think that every one of these bikes has, uh, has a very balanced and very stable suspension mm-hmm. and I felt comfortable from a suspension standpoint on every one of the bikes you know so if I chose if I chose the, the the lazy smooth lines and turned down to get out of the acceleration chop or you know dodge the braking bumps or whatever um, obviously they all felt amazing because you're riding on smooth conditions right um, and and uh, the but both the KTM and the Husqvarna both felt 
like they tracked very well um, sitting or standing, which, you know, obviously you should probably try to stand right. at the exit of the corner, but if you were kind of lazy and sat down like yep. the old man and twisted the throttle, um, acceleration bumps, they both absorbed them very well. And, um, uh, so basically yeah. reasons that KTM was above Husky was a simple fact of revved out a little bit better. Revved out further, and this, the, the Husqvarna seat felt kind of soft to me okay. versus the KTM. Yep. And that was noticeable. Yeah. And did you like a softer or harder seat? No, I liked a little bit more firm seat okay. with the uh, that the KTM had. Yeah. Okay. Um, if you had to choose one based by looks, what what's more attractive to you, KTM or Husky? I like that Husqvarna. Just that the white, yeah, that white, blue, yellows, clean looking. Yeah. yeah. So being from the south, if I had an orange, but I do have a KTM. I have an 1190 Adventure R. Well, there you go. And people think, wow, you that orange bike, you must like the Clemson Tigers. I, I have to tell them <laughs> I don't care anything about college sports. That is one thing I'm yeah. bummed out, people. He comes to the house, yeah. and he doesn't care about football. No. Nothing. I'm glad they have professional football cause, and baseball because it nah. gets some amazing stadiums to have supercross races. Yeah. So that's great. Hey, what about the brakes on these KTMs and Huskies. They have Brembo's. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, did, did you notice anything on that? To me, I, I, I think I noted that in my notes. Um, very strong brake feel, mm-hmm. but very progressive. The I'm jumping ahead because my mind does that. Okay. But the KX250, yeah. very strong, but not as much feel. Okay. Like the, more like an instantaneous front Grabby. Brake. Yeah, grabby. Uh-huh. Yeah, grabby. And I like the progressivity and the feel of Is that a word? the... Progressivity? Yeah, we'll okay. look it up later. Okay. I'll Google it and let you read what it means. Okay, progressivity. Uh, they were fawesome. The progressivity was fawesome. Now, that's a word I made up. See, he can't say that, but I can say it. So, fawesome is fucking awesome, but you're just adding the F in there without the... It's fawesome. Fuck em. And uh, so, um, yeah, progressivity and that feel of the Brembo brakes was very nice. Yeah, I do like those brakes a lot. I wish some of the other models would come with Brembos, but mm-hmm. uh, it seems to be... Locked in on KTM and Huskies for right now. So third place, Kawasaki KX250F. Mm-hmm. Um, how was the engine for you here? the The engine, the engine was good. Um, the one, one thing was to me was noticeable. So like when I first go back to when I first sit on the bike, right? Mm-hmm. So sit on the bike, the ergonomics felt really good. The 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 flow of the seat to shroud to number plates that's it's, it's felt comfortable on the bike, right? And and uh, it felt Kawasaki ish. You know what I mean? Are you familiar with Kawasaki's in general? Like, have you do you ride them a lot? No, I, I mean, I like when I raced Supercross, yeah. like early nineties, ninety three, ninety four. I rode KX two fifties, and that, right. that's do they even feel the same going back to that? Is I mean, it any, to me, to anything me, familiar? Nothing. Yeah, it felt like the, the bars felt a little bit higher uh, when I got on the KTM and the Husqvarna. Yeah. Remember, I told you that I, I sat down. The bars felt low. That rider triangle, like sitting, the yep. bars felt low. But as soon as I was on the track, I didn't even notice that. Okay. When I sat on the KX, the bars felt a little bit higher, and I guess I'm more comfortable with that. Okay. Um, but but yeah, it felt very smooth transition. Uh, the ergonomics felt good, smooth seat to shroud and so on. Um, so I felt comfortable on that. Uh, kickstart, which, again, if you've never ridden a bike with an electric start, that's not a fault. But once you start riding one with an electric start, so you got to kickstart the KX250, right. which yep. is good. Um, out on the track, again, power was fine. Um, but I felt like there were a couple places in the track where I was kind of between second or third. And if I went to third, it maybe didn't have quite as much bottom as I yep. wanted it to have. Mm-hmm. Um, or I was between third and fourth. And, and I was kind of like hunting for my gearing. Uh, whereas 
both the KTM and the Husqvarna had more, especially the KTM, more torque and more over rev. I didn't have to. I could be in the wrong gear. Yeah. It still, it still pull and yep. be fine. Yep. And you, can, KX, you can make a mistake, to, and it rec- yeah. what we call that in testing world is recovery time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the recovery time mm-hmm. is much better with the KTM than the than the than the Cowie. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. And there was uh, out of a left hand turn, a little small tabletop, and then a kind of for me a big single over a tabletop, mm-hmm. and and I wasn't. Some of the young guys were just railing and over jumping that first tabletop flat land and then jump the next one and that's great if you carry enough speed i'm 51 years old i want to downside something yeah right so i'm not long jumping in the flat so with that kx i had to downside it pretty much just right and every bit of third to get over it okay and i could kind of jump jump a little long jump a little short with that ktm or husky right and and still make it without issue um not to jump around like you do but i'm going to do that as well do you notice a difference with the aluminum versus steel frames? Well, I was hoping we'd just stay on topic and not jump around at uh, all. Jump around. Bike, bike, bike. Jump around. Um, yes, no. I'll take I don't that think as a so. No, no I, don't, I, don't, I don't think so. Okay. And again, I'm just going over overall feel. And it may be that I don't have enough time on these bikes or, you know, life, work, balance. I don't have enough time to ride in general to, to dissect each small component of it. So I'm looking at it as, like, like I shared with you earlier, I'm looking at the whole test as, all right, if I'm going to go drop 10 to 12 grand on a bike yeah. for the purposes that I'm going to ride nowadays, which right. is for fun and leisure and exercise, and yeah. how am I going to choose them there? So, right. Um, I just thought it was but, interesting because, yeah. you know, like you said, you go for leisure, and can, can you decipher the difference between aluminum and steel? And some guys can, some guys mm-hmm. can't. It's not like it's that drastic of a difference. You know, now you. that I think about it, that that because the KX felt there's one corner was right hand turn you kind of came out and you could kind of turn down early and stay out of some acceleration chop or just go straight through it right. and the KX for whatever reason and again if I'd have came in and said can you do this a click or that a click or more actually actually it would have been better probably if someone watched me and said we need to make this adjustment Correct. to be honest yeah. but the KX seemed like it had it more. Uh, I heard a guy who used that term once. That's a um, good term. That's, yeah, I really know. So you know what I mean. Uh, whereas that steel frame, both the KTM and the Husqvarna were very compliant mm-hmm. through that section. Yep. So it could be the impact of steel frame. Okay. Could be. Um, one thing I noticed in the KX to me, it seemed it seemed louder. Kind of raspy. Yeah, it seemed raspy sounding, especially in higher RPMs. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, it's just, I was aware of that. I, yeah, it's a silencer, man. Like we've been complaining about this for a little while now, and the 450 actually got better over time, um, but the 250 still seems to have that rasp to it. And when you rev it, it's like yeah, just yeah. really just yeah. It's, um, and it sounded like a four-stroke, which is annoying, obviously. Right, for you. Beautiful. That's two-stroke. sound of a two-stroke. Oh, four-stroke notes. Beautiful. It was like heaven. Oh, I love it. Two-strokes, like music to my ears. So you were pretty impressed with the engine on the Cowie. Yeah. They did some mm-hmm. refinements this year and made it a little bit better. I thought, you know, it's better as well. So um, the Yamaha is ranked second mm-hmm. for you. Yeah. Um, it's ranks It's ranked second to me, or for me, because uh, the motor. Uh, this thing it had it had it had a lot of torque okay and over rev pull strong um and and was impressive to me i could i could ride it i could ride it lazy 
and still jump everything. Recovery and everything. time was Recovery good. Recovery time was good. Yep. Uh, it really was. Um, the ergonomics, not a huge fan. Uh, rider triangle is fine, but mm -hmm. the width of the bike, and I know that's part of the part of the design with mm -hmm. their engine positioning and and airbox intake is and so it, on. But is the width of the bike a more visual thing for you or is it actually you feel it on the track? No, it's it's something I feel for okay, sure. Okay. Which visually you know it, it, I, I could I could define the bikes by I could sit on each of them with my eyes closed and you would know what you're okay well you tell you what I like and what I don't like okay it's uh same thing as furniture you might look at a couch or a chair and think man that is a, such a cool looking thing but the key thing is comfort yep. you want it to be comfortable when you sit in it mm -hmm. a bike I want it to be comfortable when I ride it and the width of that Yamaha was it was the the shroud, seat to shroud and the width of the shrouds and things like that were were smooth Unlike the KTM and Husqvarna, mm -hmm. it was smooth on the Yamaha, but that width was noticeable to me. Yep. And and I, don't, and I just don't when I'm riding a motorcycle, I want to, I just want to ride a motorcycle and and yep. and not, not be and it. not be made aware of a raspy sound of an exhaust or a transition an unsmooth transition between yep. this part of the shroud and that part of the shroud or the seat to shroud. I just want to go ride a motorcycle. Yeah, in the, yeah, the testing yeah. world, we call that a seamless feeling. Mm -hmm. Um, seamless feeling. So what Randy, I think, and we discussed this um, a little bit earlier, was with the KTM, um, maybe not so much the Husky, but the KTM has a bend in their shrouds. And in that bend, it kind of bows out a little bit. And for me, um, I have longer legs. So when I stick my leg out in corners and deep ruts, I feel that bowed out section right against my middle of my knee where my hinge is on my knee brace and it almost gets caught up sometimes mm -hmm. just because it kind of bows out a little bit so mm -hmm. it's not a super seamless feel mm -hmm. and to me at times it's wider feeling than the Yamaha just from that aspect alone you know yeah so. and I don't and I'm not you know I know people are super tech into what the bike weighs and how many foot pounds of torque and right. horsepower all this stuff you big I'm, feeling uh, yeah I'm just big Big on feeling. I'm yeah. big on feelings, Chris. I know that's good. I'm that's why I like right you. Because me and you both right have a, now with you. I don't, I don't want to hurt your feeling that you know. No, 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 you couldn't hurt my feelings at all. You told me I looked pretty good today on the bike. So you did, and I actually, more than one person said that today. So that's impressive. The so only, the only reason they said that is because they meant it. <laughs> you do like hey, the Yamaha's engine. I did. I did, and and to go back to that. So I don't know the width. I was saying I don't know the width of the. Sh you know. If you went to a certain point, what's the widest point? Mm -hmm. If I went to where my knees were, if I right. measured, you know, the width of my knees on this bike versus that bike versus that bike, I don't know what that is, and it doesn't matter to me mm -hmm. what that measurement is. It's feel. Right. Um, so this is what I've been trying to tell people for the longest time. Mm -hmm. I get it why people are into dyno charts and reading the torque and and reading the curve and reading the weights. I get all that. That's all nice to look at. However, I've been doing this long enough with engineers that have weighed and dynoed and had all these things, and then we've gone riding, and I've went, and their best product mm -hmm. on paper mm -hmm. wasn't always the best feeling piece of machinery mm -hmm. on the track. Yeah. So that's why I'm, I'm for us here, you know, at Kiefer Inc. And, and, and with Mathis and Pulp, we always try to push more of what does it feel like on the track because that's the most important thing mm -hmm. yeah and it, okay so if that correlates you know yeah. the lightest bike and the fastest bike and that's the best bike on the track 
by all means, we're going to feel that and we're going to relay that to you. So mm-hmm. I agree with what you're saying. It's like, hey, writing's a feeling. If you don't have that proper feeling, what's going to happen? You're going to roll off the throttle. Yeah. So, yeah. and 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 something about the bike or any a bike make like the KTM that feeling of the KTM and the Husqvarna more so the KTM, but that shroud feeling that made me aware of that. So right. I'm trying to go into a corner, sit down, get a leg out, find a rut, stay in the rut, and the whole time I'm being distracted by where my knees at because it feels funky. And yeah. I don't like that. So so that bike may be incredibly faster or may have more horsepower, more torque, more whatever, mm-hmm. right? But if I'm not, if I'm personally, if I'm not comfortable on the bike, then I can't begin to push, push, push and go faster. Correct. And again, keeping in mind, I rode it 85% all day. That's um, what you need to do when you test. Yeah, but, but I didn't, uh, I didn't feel the comfort level on certain bikes to be able to begin pushing. I thought Talk, it, it might get sketchy. Yeah. Talking about sound with the Cowie, did the suction sound of the Yamaha um, bother you? No, it didn't, didn't bother me. No, no. So you the, don't the mind that The sound of the KX sound? was made a little bit more annoying to me than, than yeah, I'm definitely aware of the sound of the Yamaha but it's not a not an issue okay so, so winner of Randy's day um, and he's he'll be with us again on Thursday um, is the Honda Serie mm-hmm. F250 it's been funny because this bike has been ranked very high or very far down mm-hmm. it's really really amazing to see how many people like it and then don't like it it's never mm-hmm. in the middle it's always really? high or low yeah so reasons why you ranked it first um seamless seamless feel um uh in the in the rider triangle in the the cockpit if you will mm-hmm. um and that's and that is front to back and and top down you okay. know if if you if you look at that bike yes it looks like um that junction from the transition from the seat down to the frame that from the frame forward to the shrouds yep. uh everything in there is is a smooth smooth line there's no no ridges no high spots no low spots anything no like that so up. to to so i felt so comfortable that that i could move around on the bike wherever and i and it, it didn't nothing made me aware of where i was on the bike you know, all you I could do just, is think about riding yeah just think about riding just focus on riding yeah right. so it felt that felt really incredible to me had electric start which is great yep you know um had uh three different map settings which that that just blows my mind technology so and i so, think it's so only cool. gonna get better we're yeah. gonna probably more options that we're gonna not even know what to do with mm-hmm yeah. Um, and it, and what map could, were you in mostly? What did you like? I rode mostly that one on map three, which is the most aggressive. Correct. And I did ride it some on map one, which is a little more mellow. Map two was, they said, a little more traction, uh, traction setting or yeah, something. Yeah, so one standard, two traction, mm-hmm. three aggressive. And, uh, and and I went I went and kind of rode around a little bit with two and kind of found one kind of little greasy, couple of greasy corners. And, again, I could... I could I could feel the difference. Right. It's cool to have that. So if if I had gone back out, when I went back out on the Suzuki, it was kind of freshly watered. Had I been on the Honda then, I definitely would have switched it to two, that yep. setting. Mm-hmm. I would have mellowed it out a bit. Um, but the the we, in my opinion, the Honda didn't have near the bottom end Correct. that the Yamaha or the KTM or the Husqvarna have. Mm-hmm. However, uh, so that's maybe one reason why I chose the more aggressive map three was what i wrote it on for right. sure um but like i talked with you when i first got off the bike um 
ha- having like a a primary bike that I ride a lot right. is an O2 CR125. Yeah. So it obviously has no power. Yeah. And much, you know, and it's a very very narrow narrow power, power range. Yeah. So I'm fine with riding the 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 Honda in a higher mid to high. You're RPM. used to it. I'm yeah. used to that. That's what you, you do. Know? Right. And and I think it's personally, I think it's cool that the four-stroke bikes are quote easier to ride uh-huh. um but i really think it'd do people some good to ride two-stroke every now and then realize wow i need to think and keep the power here and do this and do that yeah um anyway but the so power was good the the gearing to me was very good on the honda there are a couple places where if i was in second or third it was fine i'm i'm again not afraid and i do know how to use the clutch a little so yes. if i was in third mm-hmm. i could use that um it re- had enough over rev i could pull third in some places or click the fourth and it would definitely would would pull it i think fine. it's the highest revving bike in class so. it, it definitely yeah yeah it didn't and, it, and and as it revved it didn't get loud or vibration or anything like it just kept 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 pulling which i like that but again for me one of the key things is is that seamless feel on the bike i could i could ride that honda Mm -hmm. and and focus on line selection uh having fun and 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 just enjoying the bike what Um, about cornering cornering to me it was it was it was good Um, because it's one of the heavier bikes in the class really yeah yeah does it feel that way to you or no it's so amazing Mm -hmm. that with with all the different manufacturers representatives out there i don't i don't know that i ever picked one on a stand today so that was so nice. Oh, they picked them all up for you? Yeah. Your factory, I just did it like I was factory. Well, yeah, welcome to the factory life out factory here. Factory life. Yeah. Um, no, I didn't, I didn't, uh, I didn't notice it, yeah. So that, again, I mean, that says something. That, and what you just said right there was kind of how the 450 is, too, the Honda, is it's it's one of the heavier ones in its class, mm-hmm. but doesn't really feel like it on the track. And same when I did the intro and we did the podcast for the, the Honda intro. I felt like it as well. It doesn't really feel like side to side. It feels pretty good. It feels light, you know? Um, yeah. I, for me, I just wish I had more torque, a little bit more uh, torque feeling out of corners. But mm-hmm. uh, um, like a, it makes sense to me how you said you ride 125s, and there's a window that you got to hit on 125s, and if you hit that window, it's a blast to ride, and you can haul ass. And I think the Honda is built the same way. Like if you're a high-revving... A um, little bit more aggressive of a rider, and mm-hmm. you like that kind of stuff. I think that's where it rewards yeah. you. Yeah, one of the I talked with one of the the, the younger riders here was riding that thing super aggressive, mm-hmm. and and a corner that I was coming through, like mid throttle in third and roll on to do this double, and he was just blasting through that corner and then over jumping the double because yeah. that's just. You know, he can do that, young right. kid. He can do that. Um, and I said, "What gear are you coming through that turn?" He said, "I'm fourth. I'm like fourth. So anyway, so. He was revving the thing through there and fourth, and, yeah. I, and it had enough power in mid, mid power range of third. That was yep. great for me. Um, but to go back to, if I wanted to pick any bike that I wanted to ride at a hundred percent, my comfort level on that Honda would allow me to do that. So regardless of what horsepower or foot pounds of torque or weight of a bike. If I was going to try to go fast on one, I felt so comfortable in that Honda that that's the one I would I'd feel comfortable pushing it on. How do you feel about the dual mufflers, the dual head pipes? I think there's twice as many of them as a single. Right, so it doesn't bother you either way? It didn't bother me. No. Do you feel like uh, it'd be a problem for uh, crashing down the road, or is that something you would think about as a consumer? 
And definitely, yeah, it's something I guess you'd have to take into consideration. If you, I don't know, does Honda, they, do they sell, do you buy the left side or right side, or do you have to buy a full set? If you No, you can buy one, one or the other. Okay. Yeah. Right. So that's yeah. ignorance on my part. But, no, to me it's a... It's a non-factor. You know, they they engineered it that way. Um, does it look it, cooler to you, or or does it doesn't really matter? I was basically looking forward when I was riding, so yeah. I didn't really notice it. So you're not really looking down at your head pipes. <laughs> no, I was looking more at the fenders red. I noticed that. But, <laughs> um, no, to me, no, it's a it's a it's a non-factor. You know, it's a non. Doesn't even matter. Factor, yeah. All right. Well, and I, and I don't know if you, <clears throat> I don't know if you could. Uh, if buying a different exhaust, you can move the power, maybe give it some more torque. Yeah, or, I think, obviously, uh, we're going to do Jody that. Jody would probably want to go up one tooth on the rear. I, honestly, I would have Jody's back on that because I probably would want a one. Yeah, yeah. see how I am? Yeah. Um, I would actually go one or maybe two teeth just to give me some more, more bottom end on that sucker. And mm. that's an option we can do Thursday as well because we had that option today. Not many riders wanted that, um, so maybe... When we go to sunrise on Thursday, we will we will get that feedback to you guys out there. But uh, um, for me, I would go the Jody route and maybe go to a 49 or even a 50 tooth, um, because when we did do some of that development, it was, you know, 48 seemed better in most cases because it pulled longer. So mm -hmm. that's why we used a 48 instead of a 49, which complements the mid to high range of yes. the bike hatch, right? So yeah. that's good. Yeah. So anyway, Randy's rankings. To recap, number one, Honda. Number two is a Yamaha. Number three, Cowie. Number four, KTM. Five, Husky. Six, Suzuki. The chassis rankings, he put the Honda first, Cowie second, RMZ third, fourth, Yamaha. Fifth, KTM. Sixth, Husky. Engine, KTM, Yamaha, Husky, Honda, Cowie, Suzuki. You didn't fill out your suspension because, like you said, you hopped on the suckers and I just, just hopped rode, on them. rode them. Yeah, and I and I, if you quizzed me, I wouldn't be able to tell you which one was spring fork and mm -hmm. air fork. Um, hey, could you, uh, if we blindfolded you and we uh, started every bike, could you tell which bike is what bike by just hearing it? By sound. Just like if we just, I doubt it. We started and went what what what. Could you know what it was? I think I would notice the, the sound of the Yamaha for sure, noticeable. That exhaust on the KX, the KX, the Kawasaki would have sounded a little different. Um, we should do that Thursday. Let's do this. Thursday, me and you get together. Okay. I want to do it too because I'm, I'm. I think I can. You, you probably can. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like you could do better than you think you can do as well. Really? Yeah. And I also want to blindfold you, and put you on the bikes like we talked about earlier in this podcast. Yeah. And just sit you on it. Mm -hmm. Let's see if you can tell which bike it is. I think that'd be kind of cool. Now, I'm familiar with your After Dark segment. So okay. when you say that you want to blindfold me, right. you're talking only about, because I'm staying here tonight with you and Heather, mm -hmm. only talking about There's bike feel. Only bike feel, okay. correct. There's right. no uh, extracurricular okay activity. Then I'm okay with that, yeah. Yeah, just no after dark. This is sun up, <laughs> so we're good. All right. Sun up at sunrise, Thursday. I'll <laughs> see you there. Right. Blind, I'll have my blindfold on. I'll be ready. <laughs> there it is, Randy Richardson. Thanks for coming, man. I'll see you Thursday. Yes. All right.